Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. I'm just checking in on you to see how you're doing during these questionable times. You know, I was just thinking, if the coronavirus wasn't hitting New York City as hard as it is, would you, would you really, really, would you really even know about it? Because you know the deal. I call it the Robinson Cano effect, right? Robinson Cano, he's, he's playing for the Yankees, and my buddy Paul Verzi, all I hear is like, dude, I called it. This guy's the greatest, bad, all this shit. And all of a sudden, he, he fucking goes to Seattle. He goes to the Seattle fucking Mariners, and it's like he retired. You never hear another fucking word about this guy until all of a sudden he was on his little Jamba Juice there, and everybody's like, oh, geez, is that why he was so good? Right? Do you think if the coronavirus was going as easy on New York City as it is in rural areas? It's like the San Antonio Spurs. They won five fucking titles. No one's going to remember it. They didn't do it in New York. They didn't do it in Los Angeles. They didn't do it in a major media market. I actually think the coronavirus, this is God's way of saying that the red states are right and that he approves of Donald Trump. Ah. <laughs> uh. The amount of people in red states listening to this going, that's right, I agree with it. That makes a lot of fucking sense. Tell you right now, if he had his eyes squinted and he was talking about Jesus, I'd give him some money. I'd give that freckled, devil-looking, red son of a bitch money. Speaking of red son of a bitch, this freckled-faced fucko, uh, I finished the script. Well, I should say we, me and my right-knitting partner, Finished it yesterday, and I think it's great. Okay, it's called Ginger Genius. It's about the persecution of smart redheaded people during the 1800s. It's a period piece. It's going to be a big budget. All right, it's going to star me. Um, no, it's a cop buddy movie going cross country, trying to lose their virginity. Uh, with a transgender partner. Sorry, I'm just working on the pitch here, how we can sell this thing in fucking 2020. Um, anyway, finish the fucking thing. So guess what that means? Guess what that means? Old Freckles has three hours to himself every day now when my daughter goes to sleep. You know, she goes to sleep one to four. Okay? And guess what? That's my time. It's time for Daddy to go out in the garage and live his dad rock dreams. That's where I'm going. I'm going to throw my pink and orange weights around. Those are the color of my weights, by the way. That's when you know you have shoulder problems. When your dumbbells are the pink one. I have blue ones. I have orange ones. Baby blue, of course. Um, I forget what, what, 
weight the two pounders are. I'm finally going to go patient with my fucking shoulder. All right. I started off, I swear to God, with a can of clams. Like I was supposed to, it was supposed to be a can of tuna. That's what I started with. And then I had a bigger can of clams and I moved up to that. And I basically, you know, when you lay on the floor and you watch TV, you lay on your side and then you, you bring your fucking hand up into a sort of a little isosceles triangle there and you rest your head, you're kind of sitting like that. And then from the side, after I've warmed up my shoulder, I just bring my arm up and back down. And then on the side, you do the open the door, close the door when you lay on the side, right? So this is why I, my shoulder's been fucked up for so long, because you have to literally start with like a can of tuna before you even work your way up to the pink one-pounder weight when you have a rotator cuff issue, right? So um, the biggest problem is when you get to the one-pounder, this is where I keep failing. When you, when you want to advance from one pound to two pounds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you're increasing the weight load by 100%. It's a, like I've said this before. It's like going from benching 100 pounds to 200 pounds to 200 to 400. We get, Bill. We understand math. So I finally figured out what I have to do is I have to, whatever weight, my arm can handle, I have to get it up to the point where I'm doing like a set of 30. And then when I want to increase, uh, I then only do like a set of four or five and then immediately ice it, take an anti-inflammatory whatever. And then I wait two, three days to see if that fucked anything up. And if it didn't, it's like, all right, so now I've moved up to uh, the one pounders, which is where I'm at. And then it's going to be one pound until I can get it up to 30. And then I will oosh, one to two pounds. I'll see if I can finally do this. It's like that video game, you know? What the fuck was it? The, the Tyson knockout one. That bald guy do that little hop thing and then throw the fucking hook. And once you figure it out, what I loved about that game is when you slipped that punch, not only did you do it with the controller, you did it with your whole fucking body. <laughs> But then when you got to Tyson, you just could not beat him. That's what the one to two pounds uh, rehab thing has been for me. So um, now that I, I can only focus on so many things, I had to get the fucking script done. So I got the script done. So now it's like, all right, we're coming to the end of this fucking um, whatever the quarantine, which I really think we are. Because if you really if you look at the numbers, OK, less than one percent of the people have this fucking thing. And there's no way you're going to let 60% of the population become homeless because less than 1% of the population has something. So I think what's going to need to happen, and this is what I don't understand, but, but you know, I'm also not a doctor and I'm a fucking moron, all right? But why don't, instead of sending out all of this money and stimulus packages, why don't you put that into masks and gloves and just give it to people and let them go to work with masks and gloves on? Can we do that on some level? You know, I don't know. There's got to be, there has to be a way like that, you know. Because what's going to end up happening is everybody just become, ends up becoming homeless, then rich people are going to have to do the jobs they don't want to do, right? The homeless people then end up dying off because then you don't, you don't know how to live outside. You know, it's, it's a slippery slope out there, everybody. Um, 
Anyway, I got to clean my fucking house up today. You know, I'm having one of those days. You know, when quarantine, you can kind of let shit go, right? So the first thing I did was I got up and I took care of me. Showered, shaved my head, trimmed up the beard, have myself looking successful. And now I'm fucking uh, knocking it out. You know, I'm doing the laundry. I'm going to vacuum up, going to clean up the counters. You know, I'm doing shit that broads used to do, but now they think they're too good to do it. You know, like, but they're still not bringing home the bacon. You know what I mean? So now they're just kind of not doing shit. That's your modern woman. (laughs) Why do I have to cook and clean? I got to fucking, fucking, I got shit to do. Eh, what are you doing? Same thing I'm doing. Nothing. Um, go wash a fucking dish. You're not special, huh? You eat, don't you? You eat. You're still eating, right? Well, then fucking wash something. Um, if you're new to this podcast, I have no respect for women or the women's movement whatsoever. I think one of the big problems is when we let them out of the kitchen. You know? I mean, look look what's happened. You let them out of the kitchen, and the next thing you know, they want a voice. And then they have a voice, and then all of a sudden, there's no due process. I mean, it's it's a very... You start to see why it is. Um, all right. Got to clean the fucking house, you know? I'm out of Swifters, you know, for the hardwood floors. But um, I refuse to buy any right now because they're price gouging. And you know what's happening right now, and I'm going to shoot one across the bow for the Swifter company here, is I'm realizing that I don't really need a Swifter. I just became dependent on it. And now that I've gotten clean and sober from Swifter, I'm sitting there going like, why did I waste all that money on this fucking thing? I mean, people, meaning women back in the day, you know, when they earned their keep around the house instead of just fucking walking around saying, well, fucking warriors they are, you know, they're leaving fucking spaghetti stained fucking plates all over the place. So I, I don't, I that's a hero. Um, they used to fucking clean the house. They didn't have a Swifter, you know, they had a fucking broom made out of a goddamn horse's tail. They kept it clean. You know, you think that's why men beat women back then? Cause they didn't have the Swifter and they could only clean up as, you know, with a horsetail fucking broom. Then guys would get frustrated. Christ, I'm out there standing behind a team of oxen fighting off wolves and those fucking uh, 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 indigenous people. And I come home and I can't come home to a clean dirt floor and a goddamn lamp log cabin. I'm sorry if... Um, all right. On the last podcast, I had the great Al Jurgensen. And then Les Claypool came in, all right? So we've, we've come back to reality where it's just the ramblings of a bald beyond middle-aged at this point. I'm going to be 52. So if I'd say I'm middle-aged, it means I actually think I'm going to live to 104, which I do. I think I'm going to see the 70s again. That is my goal, all right? That's my, that is my overall fucking goal, um, to make the 70s again, just to see what the fuck's going to happen. Why didn't I eat the fucking breakfast? I always get to eat breakfast before I do this goddamn podcast. Getting the grumbly tumblies in my stomach. Well, what are you going to do, Bill? What are you going to do nutritiously when you first make that first step of the day? 
It's so important. Um, I've actually been eating pretty good. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. People, I don't, I don't, like, what do I talk about? There's nothing to talk about. I'm not watching the fucking, I actually watched Vanderpump Rules with my wife last night, and I'm kind of into the show now. Like, that's, that's where I'm at. And I was watching on Reels, Breaking the Band. I watched a bunch of those. Then they were just totally fucking cheesy. The best one was probably the Van Halen one, because they actually had two members of the group, Michael Anthony and uh, Sammy Hager. Um, they actually had two members of the group, but like the Kiss one was just like there's there's well wait I think they had a little some interviews like with Ace Freely and shit. I was never into Kiss. Um, they looked cool to me, but I just didn't know where to get to the music. Um, I lived a very isolated life, so I didn't know where what station. I had no idea. I just knew there was this buddy of mine who could really draw, and he would draw these sick ass pictures of Kiss. Um. And then by the time, you know, I was a little bit older and I could go to fucking Good Vibrations or Strawberries Records and Tapes, you know, the place back in the day where you got your music. Um, I was just too old. Like the same thing that happened with Kiss happened with Star Wars for me, where by the time I actually watched it i was too fucking old i was like 14 so by the time i got into kiss i was too old for the whole makeup thing um glam thing which is hilarious because i was listening to hair metal and i'm like why are these guys dressed up like it's halloween they should be dressing up like fucking soccer moms like these guys over these cool guys over here um but i actually watched their their story and it was uh I mean, obviously, it was complete trash, the, the show I was watching. It wasn't, but it was really interesting as far as the dynamic of the band where you had two sober, business-minded people in Gene and Paul Stanley with 100% their shit together. And then the other two guys, Ace Freely and then Catboy, whatever, whatever, Peter Chris would just fucking, you know, acting like they were in Spinal Tap. It was really fucking fascinating. And I kind of had, like, empathy for everybody in there. Well, I was kind of, you know, they're just having a good... But once you start fucking up the shows, then it's like, all right, you've gone too far. The best thing is they showed him when they were on the Tom Schneider show. And fucking Ace Freely is just cackling like like the Joker in Batman. And Peter Chris is cracking up. They're having a great time. And fucking Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are just sitting there staring daggers at him. But this is the funny, like, oh, my God, can these two guys grow up? And they're, But they're doing it while they're wearing this ridiculous makeup. It's fucking hilarious. But, um... Anyway, so it goes through this whole fucking thing. So then, you know, it gets to the point where Peter Chris, I, I guess, couldn't even fucking physically play drums anymore because he was fucking doing so many drugs. And actually, when they fired him, he had to audition to get back in the fucking group and he couldn't make the audition. And he had to look at drum charts of shit that he'd fucking play. According to this trashy show I watched, I don't know if, how much of this shit's true, right? So they end up booting him out. He says it actually saved his life. If he stayed in Kiss, he would have died. Right. 
So he, of course, inevitably fucking bottoms out, right? And then uh, what's his face? The other guy there, um, Ace Frehle, is that how you say it? Frehle? It's like when you always said Demi Moore and then years later you find it's actually Demi. It's like, well, how many fucking interviews have you done? You should have said that in the beginning. Um, so anyway, uh, he ends up doing Fraley's, Freely's, Fraley's Comet. Freely's Comet. And uh, that band actually sounded really good, some of the clips that they showed. And uh, so he kind of did his thing. So long story short, they get some other guys to come in there. One guy is like the Fox you know, the other guy's like a basset hound. I don't know what the fuck. They had these other guys in the band, right? So then um, I want to say Vinnie Vincent was in there at some point, right? Before we had the Vinnie Vincent invasion. Um, so long story short, like 15 years later, they get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know what the fuck. I'm kind of jumping around here. Anyway, they, they, get, they all get back to fucking together. They get back together and uh, they're going to do the original lineup. But what happens is, you know, Gene and Paul are like, well, here's the deal. You come back, you come back, you're coming back as hired guns. You're not coming back as full-fledged fucking members. All right? And then they're like, well, what the fuck, man? And they're like, well, what do you mean, what the fuck? You, you were on drugs and you fucked the whole thing up. And we've been keeping this thing going for 15 fucking years. And they're like, well... Hey, man, like, you're playing bigger venues now, man, because we're here. So, like, what the fuck, man? And uh, I kind of understood both sides of that argument. Where I totally understood Gene and Paul, where it's like, yeah, dude, you guys fucking left and we kept the fucking business going. And now you're coming back and you want to fucking just pick up where you left off after having not done shit for this band for 15 fucking years. But then on the other side, they were playing bigger venues because it was the original lineup. So... But I, 100%, you got to bring them back as hired guns because you can't let them back in the band because then all of a sudden you got to go through legal horse shit to try to get them back out again when they inevitably start doing drugs and fucking up again. You know what I mean? I mean, this is, this is, you're getting back into an abusive relationship. So what they should have done was just given them a really generous hired gun amount of money, which I don't know that they did. I think they, for some reason, gave Paul Stanley more money than Peter Chris. And then Paul Stanley got hammered one night, and he was friends with Peter Chris, and he had to tell him, hey, man, you know, they're giving me 10 grand more to show. And Peter Chris was, you know, was just like, well, what the fuck, man? And then they had to give him 10 grand more to show, and then the whole fucking thing ends up falling apart. And then they get to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then they don't want to fucking play with those guys. And uh, everybody's going like, come on, man, you couldn't just fucking, it's 15 minutes of your life. It's like, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's not 15 minutes of my life. We have to rehearse for fucking weeks. And then we also have to worry that this fucking guys are not going to be up to snuff when we go to play. And then we're going to sound like shit. There's a whole fucking business to it. You know, I actually gained a tremendous appreciation for, uh, for the whole band. And I was actually watching it, realizing that I'm somewhere, my personality is I'm somewhere between the sober fucking, uh, business-minded person and then the fucking idiot cackling, you know, on the Tom Schneider show. Anyway, you should check it out. It's the reels are called, it's called Breaking the Band. I mean, the Zeppelin one was so bad at no point did they ever even mention what a great drummer John Bonham was. 
They just keep going. You know, and then in 73, yada, 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 yada. Seven years from the band breaking up. And then the way that they talked about the band breaking up, they made it seem like, I don't know, just the way they did it. They didn't, never even remotely touched on that John Bonham was just such a force of nature that the band would have never sounded the same and they couldn't continue on the way that they were like, they kind of left it open. It was an open ended. It's like, no, it wasn't. It was done. It was done. Just because they got together for, you know, for fucking Live Aid. And when the guy from Atlantic Records died, I don't know. What are you talking about, Bill? I don't know. What the fuck are you talking about? I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. It's called Breaking the Band. It's on reels. I watched all of them. I watched the Kiss. I watched the fucking, I got the Journey ones this week. That's what I'm doing. I give a fuck. What else am I? I've, I've, I've watched all the old sports I can watch at this point. I'm actually now looking up quarterbacks from the NFL before I even knew, you know, like I can name most of the starting quarterbacks in 1978, you know, around the league. Um, but that, it's that group right before them that I'm now fascinated with, which, you know, I only know a few, like guys like Jim Hart and Craig Morton, guys who's in Fran Tarkenton, who stuck around into the era that I knew. But, um, you know, I was just, I was just looking, I was looking up the fucking Philadelphia Eagles. Some of the fucking quarterbacks that they've had, they had Norm Van Brocklin, Roman Gabriel. They had all these guys that like, they, they were like won championships elsewhere and then fucking came to the Eagles. And in 1960, somebody, I think Norm Van Brocklin won with them in 1960. I'm not sure. It's, it's, this is new information to me, so don't fucking kill me about this. But I was kind of like, well, who the fuck was quarterback before Ron Jaworski? Who the fuck did they have? And they had some guy, because I was watching these highlights from like 1972, and I saw this guy like number 14 or something. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And I looked the guy up. I already forget his name, but like he uh, did great in college. I think he tried to be in the NFL, didn't work. And then he did great in the CFL. And then he came back. He came back with the Eagles when the Eagles had those great white helmets and the wings of the Eagle were were green. Um, And if, you know, I was watching all those highlights and all of the fucking teams where they played was amazing. They, They all played in just baseball stadiums. Like the Giants played in old Yankee Stadium, old, old, original Yankee Stadium, not after they redid it in the early 70s. Um, The Giants played, I think, Yankee Stadium, maybe Polo Grounds, Yankee Stadium, Shea Stadium, and then Giants Stadium, and then this new fucking one or something like that. So I was watching all those old ones because the fucking, the Lions are playing in... uh, Briggs Stadium, as my dad calls it, Old Tiger Stadium. Cleveland Browns playing a municipal stadium. Um, the fucking Colts are playing in Memorial Stadium, I think, where uh, the Orioles used to play. And I was just thinking, like, wow, man, like, at what point? You know, it was, it was way cheaper back then to have four sports teams when they were, when the hockey and basketball teams were, were sharing bunk beds and so was the football and baseball 
team. And now it's like you need at least three arenas. You know, ba- basketball and, 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 and hockey seem to always have like their, uh, they always share for the most part. Um, but like at some point, like the NFL is just like, hey, like, who's kidding who? These are actually baseball stadiums. Could we have our own stadium? Um, yeah, like I was looking up the fucking Raiders. The Raiders played in San Francisco initially. Then they played in this little shit park. A lot of them are still around, too. Some of the, these original ones. Not the cookie-cutter baseball football complex, but the ones that they played in before that. Some of them are like still around. Like uh, where the Bengals first played is where the University of uh, Cincinnati plays, I believe. Um, I don't know. This is just the dumb shit that I'm looking up. And uh, I'm into it, and I'm not going to stop because I like Pat Summerall. All right, let's uh, let's read some fucking some of these questions I didn't get to when I had Al on. Um, I believe his his album and everything comes out. The new Ministry album comes out tomorrow, and then that would be April 24th. So download that. Whatever you got to do. How have you kids digest your music these days? All right, shoots and ladders slash Candyland. Uh, I was talking about how I've been playing that because all the time with my daughter and um, how just shoots and ladders can just go on forever. It's space 47 and 49. I just can't get past. I think that's what they are. It's just both of them have fucking slides. and I mean, I, I, I need four attempts before I ever get by. And I always hit that little ladder that takes you up to space 44, you know? I always hit that one. All right. When I was growing up, I too played shoots and ladders in Candyland with my folks. However, we also had a third one, which is no longer in stores. Uncle Wiggly. Take a look at that one. It's neat and well with well-dressed rabbits and old-timey art style. Think small town soda shop. What? I got to look that up right now. Do you know what book I want to buy my daughter that I keep telling my wife that it's a real book and she refuses to believe me? Is The Five Chinese Brothers. And if I remember correctly, it was, it was about this kid. I know I've talked about this before, but what the fuck do you want from me? Um, they had, uh, there was these five, five Chinese brothers, right? And each one of them had this, they were like the X-Men. They all had this supernatural fucking gift. So one of them could swallow the ocean. So he fucking, so one of the fishermen goes, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you, can you drink up all the ocean so I can walk out and pick up all the fish? And the kid goes, yeah, no problem. All right, but here's the thing. I, I can only hold it for so long. So when I start waving my arms, that means to come back in so I don't spit it out and you drown. And the guy's like, yeah, no problem. So he fucking drinks the whole fucking thing up. His cheeks are all puffed out. I mean, you know, as far as physics goes, it makes no fucking sense. His cheeks should be three quarters the size of the globe as far as I'm concerned, right? But they weren't. He just had them all puffed out like he took a big drink of water. So the fucking guy goes out there. He starts picking up the fish and blah, 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 blah. So the kid starts waving his arms and the guy gets greedy. He doesn't turn back. He's still looking at the fish and finally the kid can't hold it. He fucking spits the ocean back out and the guy drowns. This is a kid's book, by the way. He fucking drowns. So now they're like, oh, you drowned that guy. And the kid's like, well, I, you know, I fucking told him, you know, you fucking, if I wave my arm, that's not an excuse, kid. We're putting you to death. So I think they were all, they were like twins, the five of them, whatever the word is. 
sycophants. What's what? Is, what's for five? Uh, quintuplets is triplets. Quintuplets. Hey, Nia. What what do you call it when you have five babies at the same time? What are they called? Quintuplets. Thank you. Forever. If I'm ever on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you're going to be one of my lifelines. Quintuplets. Quintuplets, right? So they can't tell them apart. So the first thing they're going to do is they're going to like burn the kid to death. Something crazy like that. So one of the kids, the X-Men kids, his brothers, he's, he's like, hey, man, listen, I swallowed the ocean and drowned this guy and they want to burn me to death. Fire doesn't hurt you. Can you fucking show up for my execution tomorrow? And they're like, all right. So he goes down there and they try to burn him to death and it doesn't fucking work. And then they try to do something else. I can't remember what. Stab him to death and the other kid can't get fucking stabbed. So he shows up. Long story short, they try to kill this kid fucking four or five times. They can't do it. And then in the end of the book, they're like, well, I guess we can't kill him. And that's how it ends, as far as I remember. So I'm ordering that book today. I got I to remember how that goes. All right. Ugly Wiggly Board Game is a track board game based on characters in a series of children's books by American writer Howard Roger Garris. That's not a law firm. That's the guy's name. Howard Roger Garris. The game is of the racing variety in the style of Europe, the European goose game. Racing is in quotes, and I can... What is a goose game? Players advance along the track from Uncle Wiggly's bungalow to Dr. Possum's house. All right, I don't like the sound of that. There is no optimal strategy involved as playing entirely rests upon random drawing of cards. The game was first published by Milton Bradley in 1916 and has several editions with minor modifications over the years. Uncle Wiggly remains one of the first and favorite games of childhood and with Candyland is considered a classic juvenile American board game. What's the goose game? Goose game, bunch of goddamn eggs. The goose game, the game of goose or the goose game. That's how you know how down to earth a person is. What do they call it? You want to play the goose? Hey, dude, you want to play the fucking goose game? Would you like to play the game of goose? Is a board game where two or more players move pieces around a track by rolling dice. Who gives a fuck? That one, dude, that one looks like a Ouija board. That one looks scary to me. Uncle Wiggly is like, this is like when they didn't realize pedophiles existed. They just called them dirty old men. All right, let me see some images of the Uncle Wiggly game. Uncle Wiggly. All right, it's a hat. That's a rabbit with a top hat. High stepping down the fucking road. Oh, wow. I can see why it went out of style. It just kind of looks boring. I don't want to go all Tom Hanks and big, but I don't get it. Um, All right, painters. Painters aren't all dopes. Ah, we got one from the painters. I was teasing them a few podcasts ago because I needed to piss somebody off so I could get some more emails. Here we go. Hello, Bill. Your recent podcast, Trashing Painters, was hilarious, but jokes aside, I am 23 years old and a licensed general contractor. Right there. I told you painters are dopes. How the fuck at 23 years old are you already a licensed general contractor to paint? You know, you can't be a 23-year-old doctor, can you, Nia? Unless you're Doogie Hauser. <laughs> I, I guess. Um, I took over my dad's construction business, and I am p- privileged much. 
I took over my dad's construction business, and I am blessed to have learned many skills from him. He's learning a trade instead of, you know, not learning a trade. (laughs) Started good. Your heart's in the right place. Our services include framing, siding, flooring, bathroom, and kitchen remodeling. Uh, concrete work, and yes, painting. Uh, you, you're trying to fucking do it all here, man. Painting was a crucial aspect of many jobs because almost every job where you build or remodeled required it. I respect the trade and don't think they are all dopes and idiots because there's a surprising number of people that can't paint good to save their life. Yeah, 99% of them. You have them go in a fucking room. If your kid's standing in there, they're going to fucking paint him too. Remember all those fucking assholes? Every goddamn house they got. They fucking, they go to paint a door. They paint all four sides of it. They over all the hardware, everything. There's your white door. Fucking dopes. Um, anyways. Uh, but there are professionals in paintings, and it isn't a joke trade. If anybody knows a good painter, please let me know. I do find it as the easier part of the job sometimes, but things can get complicated with spraying or texturing walls and ceilings. Yeah, this is the art form of it that seems to have died. Um, You have to do a great job when you're working on huge, expensive homes. It isn't just a stroke with a brush sometimes. Uh, This young man gets it. This young man gets it. He does get it. He gets it. This man gets it. We got great chemistry today, Nia. Also, painting was a segue for me. Like that thing fat people do use who don't want to walk. You know what? What? You need to stop it with that. He capitalized segue. S-E-G-W-A-Y. That's not how you spell segue. That's, it's a different kind of segue. Isn't that how you spell the one that fat people use because they don't want to walk? I don't think so. Why don't you read the rest of the sentence so you can get the context? Well, why did he capitalize segue like it's the fucking thing why you write? stop? reading in the middle of a sentence see this is what drives me crazy about you you have so little patience and your add is on like fucking 25 that you can't even complete a sentence without like going off into some sort of tirade just read the fucking sentence good morning nini (laughs) also you know what this is this this isn't how she usually talks to me all right because i you know i because i slapped her early in the relationship (laughs) (laughs) no you I let her know who was boss. No, I woke up a little earlier than she wanted to, so she's grumpy. Fucking brushing your teeth this morning with your electric toothbrush sounded like a mini chainsaw, and it was just going on forever. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Like, you're supposed to brush your teeth for two minutes. Oh, is that what it is? Because you were going for like four minutes. It was just going and going and going. I'm like, and you're just in the bathroom for like half an hour. Like, what are you doing in there? Where are you going? Nowhere. I said at the top of the podcast that during a pandemic quarantine, I think it's hygiene is very important about how you feel about yourself. Oh, okay. So you and you're sitting here because you took a fucking 20 minute shower and like a 10 minute toothbrushing session. You feel good. I feel great. Okay, good. Congratulations. You were just up a little bit earlier than I thought you would be. Clean as a whistle. All right. Well. I'm sorry, Neil. Let's get back to the segue that fat people use because they don't want to fucking walk. Will you leave fat people alone? Oh, I'm jealous of fat people. They just fucking, you know, whatever they want to eat, they just eat and they just say, fuck it. Would you like some pizza? Yes, I would. Of course, everybody wants pizza. But you have to be like, no, I can't. They just get to do it. 
They're like the rich kids. They're like rich kids who just keep getting shit bought for them. Except it's food. You think it is? It's about resentment because you feel like you have to be on a diet all the time? Yeah. That's not fat people's fault. That's your own thing. Also, hey, I can lash out at people the way you're fucking lashing out at me. Why can't I lash out at fatties? Also, by the way, and I've fatties said, ain't paying my rent, sweetheart. As, as, as I've said before, you actually are a low-key fat person. You have absolutely no control when it comes over sweets. So, again, you and your judgment and your whole issues, like, you really need to look internally at that shit. I have. And? And I use fat shaming to keep myself in shape. <laughs> but I just don't know how to turn it off. So when I drive down the street and I see somebody overweight, you know, I start to roll down the window. Fuck it, fatty, fatty! And, I, and you, you roll it back up. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you would be a terrible person if you did that. I don't do that. And I root for fat people. I root for them to get Stop skinny. Stop saying that. Stop saying What am I supposed to call them? People. Plus size. People alone. Well, it's... What do you care about what people are doing with their bodies? Mind your own fucking business. <laughs> I'm so sick of these words getting taken away. Fat existed. It is, and it's not a bad word, but you keep saying it like it's like this. I'm not saying it's a bad word. No, you are. You're such a fucking judgmental asshole. Mind your own business. Being a judgmental asshole has gotten us to be a very comfortable, paying the rent, a very comfortable living. Uh, Fair enough. (laughs) All right, yeah. You watch. You put on a couple of pounds. You see what I do. I'll fucking walk right away from you. Shaming you. Nowhere. Shaming you. I'll be the size of a beluga whale. You're still oh, my away. God. <laughs> what? I was walking around the house the other day. Uh-huh. All right. In, in, you know, I was getting ready to take a shower. So I was just in my boxers. And our lovely daughter has a book about all different kinds of whales. And one of them is the beluga whale, which is an all like ghost white fucking whale and you started saying talk about body shaming saying that i look like a beluga whale and then my daughter was saying dad dad beluga whale your head your head is like the head of a beluga whale <laughs> i mean that's that's about as mean as that's pretty mean nia and i can laugh at it um, all right let's get to this segue I am a beluga whale, because like, like a beluga whale, I can also swim backwards. All right, also... <laughs> see, I learned something in kids' books. Okay, also painting was a segue for me to the construction trade, because I got really good at it, and it taught me discipline, patience, responsibility in the work you do. Don't hate on painters. Painting can look like an easy, dopey job, but so does any trade where you watch a professional do it. Your assessment wasn't 100% wrong. See, he knows I'm right. There's a lot of bad ones out there. Can you at least go with me with that? Can somebody, t- like, I, I, like, if somebody can recommend in Los Angeles the George Carlin Richard Pryor of painters, I, I will bow down to his bucket of fucking paint and brushes and hire the person in a minute. You know it's a man, right, Nia? Broads aren't going to go out there doing that backbreaking work, and neither are fatties. Uh, <laughs> your assessment wasn't 100% wrong. I got what you were trying to say, but it takes serious skill to be a professional painter. Yes, I agree with that. I just need to be 
Where are they? Where are those painters? He goes, I respect the trade of painting. So do I. And you should too. I do. Anyways, um, all right. And he gives me a ridiculous compliment. Thank you. Um, yeah, I do respect it. I just find that 99% of people don't want to pay painters. So they just hired like fucking hungover college kids who will literally, if you, if you don't say that's a flat screen TV, they, they'll literally <laughs> paint over the fucking thing. All right. Angry Bill. Yo, Billy Young Guns. If this whole pandemic was going down when you were younger, angrier, I really think you'd be losing your mind. I actually wouldn't have. Because, uh, no, you know something? I, if, when I first moved to New York and I had my little nest egg of money, I, I would have been, been scared. Uh, anyways, he said, you're the guy who told me about the zeitgeist. I forget what that means. And the pending one world government. And now I'm watching a lot of that crazy shit happen. And I can't tell if I'm glad you're able to detach yourself from it at all, from it all, or mad that you're not taking the ride with me. Yeah, I can't do it anymore. I just can't do it. Nobody cares. Not enough people care. It's, it's, I'm not going to spend my life screaming at people, telling them the sky's going to fall and then I'm going to die. All right. Human beings are inherently flawed and uh, we're all human beings. All right. So anyways, he says Epstein, I know that guy, Bob Lazier, Lazar Epstein, Theo Epstein. Great guy. Conspiracy theory. What's your conspiracy theory? Uh, Bob Lazar and aliens. I don't know who those, that other shit is. Uh, you must get that a lot, though. People wanting you, your take on things and hearing information that gets filtered through your beautiful red head. Uh, in the end, I'm glad you're not consumed by it but we'll have you back anytime. Now, the, the only part of me with this whole pandemic thing is in quarantine is the conspiracy theory that I would present is that, you know, our economy is just a Ponzi scheme and maybe it just ran out of gas and they need a scapegoat. So it's going to be COVID-19 tank the economy, not these fucking greedy fucking Federal Reserve cunts. All right. <laughs> Mom thinks I'm fucking crazy. Wee-dee-dee. Hi, Bill. I love the podcast and I've been listening since the summer of 2019. My favorite is when your daughter comes on the podcast. That's adorable. Uh, when are you coming back to Massachusetts, Rhode Island, or Connecticut? Well, with this pandemic, I mean, maybe never. Um, hopefully by the end of the year, hopefully. Uh, my mom thinks I'm crazy and old for not wanting to do banking online. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'd say, well... The problem is, is they put all your information online anyway, in case you want to do it. Anyways, he goes, I feel like someone is going to intercept the transfer or or somehow get in the way between me and the things that need to go to the bank. I still like going inside and physically handing over my paycheck. I don't even do direct deposit. I even do that. I still get it mailed in and take it to the bank myself. Do you think I'm crazy or I'm just being smart? By the way, I'm 19. Uh, yes, I think you're smart, but you also have to go to your bank and tell them to take your information off their website and then pray to God that they do it. <clears throat> but now, like, you can't even, you can't do that right now. Go to the bank and hand it in. You'll have to, if anything, you drive, if you have a, your bank does one of those drive-through ATM type things. You have to deposit it that way. But maybe they still like it doing that. I don't know. I'm all about the convenience, man. I mean, I know no one has my opinion. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> what? I'm, I was actually listening. But what about the ATM? I mean, that's like, 
you know, you're touching where everybody else is touching now. Where if you go to the bank, you had like a one in four chance the COVID guy touched the teller window where you're going up. Now the COVID person. And you know it's a fatty, right? I'm kidding. Um, You got to wear your gloves. You got to wear your gloves there, baby. Yeah. I like everybody has to have the surgical gloves on. You could wear gardener gloves, snowball fight gloves, the gloves. It's too hot for those gloves. Hey, Nia. Maybe I'm too hot for this podcast with oh. my new beach body. <laughs> my beach body. Um, I, I, um, I think you're doing the right thing. I would I always... To look at his abs every day. Huh? Bill wants me to look at his abs every day. They're coming in. <laughs> every day. He's like, look at me. Look at me. It's coming back, right? It's coming back. I look good. I look good, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm insecure. I need to hear compliments. Like, your opinion means a lot to me. I think you look amazing. See what I did there? Advice, everybody. Dear... <laughs> he walked right into that. You got too big a heart. I love you too much. Hey, uh... You don't make me watch some documentary about what went down on the My Three Sons set or whatever. Oh, man. You were a trooper last night. Nia oh sat with me God. on reels. We watched behind the scenes of the Brady Bunch. And nothing... Hours. Nothing really happened. Two so boring. <laughs> but I did learn things, but I also fell asleep twice. Yeah, there was nothing really scandalous no. about the whole thing no. other than Robert Reed was just like, come on, guys, can we, can we work a little harder on the script? Yeah, he, th- he thought it was corny and some storylines were ridiculous. Other than that, nothing. The kids were growing up. I did love the point that somebody made where he was he, he didn't even show up for the last episode. He's like, but then when they do the Brady, this is too ridiculous. But then when they do the fucking, what was it? The Brady Bunch variety hour. He was all over that, baby. Where they came out in in character as themselves to do a variety show. He was just like, yeah. 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 He liked liked the, if it was a camp thing, he could get behind that. But if he's like, this is like a serious storyline, I loved it. All right. Advice. Dear Billy Biohazard. I need some advice on my girlfriend. We've been dating for seven months, and I love this girl. Everything is awesome except one thing. She hasn't told her parents we are dating. She is scared to tell them um, Tell them because a few years back, she came out as a lesbian to them. This was back in freshman year, and she didn't realize she was bisexual at the time. She is scared that she will be in trouble if she says she's dating me, a boy. I told her that she, they may listen. If they had problems with you being a lesbian, maybe, you know, if you're coming back in a heterosexual thing, ah, she's back. Woo! She must have prayed to Jesus. You can maybe get them, you know, you can come home for the holidays again. Uh, she is scared that she will be in trouble if she says she is dating me, a boy. I told her that she is 18 and it's her life, man. Why would she get in trouble? But every time I bring it up, to her, she brushes it off and says she doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, I want some of your advice on what uh, she should do about this, and maybe the lovely Nia could chime in with other perspectives. Love the podcast, and as always, go fuck yourself. Nia? Um, well, I am neither a lesbian nor a bisexual, but from what I understand, the bisexual thing is particularly hard for people to wrap their minds around. And I can't imagine how it must be for the person who is actually bisexual because you're taught your whole life. You're either attracted to one sex or the other, but what if you're attracted to both? So I think that's probably a harder pill to swallow 
for some people, the idea (laughs) (laughs) than just to say, I'm a lesbian. Because now she feels like she comes home with you. It's like, wait a minute. I thought you were a lesbian. I guess you're not a lesbian. And she doesn't know. She hasn't quite figured out her own bisexuality and accepted that enough to be like, actually, it turns out I'm attracted to both sexes. And this is who I'm with right now. Period, point blank. So I don't, she, you need to give her time with that one because that's, that's, that's difficult. So just let her figure it out on her own. Just be there for her. Be the best boyfriend you can be. That's what I'm doing. Be there for her. Be the best boyfriend you can be and just give her time. All right. You've only only known her seven months. So I disagree with that 100%. All right. Why? Because I watched this video on a hippo the other night. Yes, I watched a video on a hippo. Now, a hippo, everybody for, throughout time has thought it was a vegetarian, that it didn't eat meat. See where I'm going with this? No. I yeah, that there, it's a, it was vegetarian, V, like vag, all right? It was only into the vegetarians, right? Okay. And it didn't like the meat, the old <laughs> cock hammer over there. So what they ended up discovering is that every once in a while when, you know, the pickings get slim... You know, he swings his little stubby legs over the fence and gets a little cock and pfeffer there, right? He, he wants meat. He wants some fucking meat. But generally speaking, it's a vegetarian. Okay. But every once in a while, you know, it needs... It need, what meat does a hippo eat? Well, it kind of waits for lions to kill something. And when they're full uh, and it knows it's not going to attack them, it just basically comes over and opens its mouth like, look how big my fucking mouth is. <laughs> and you, all of you guys can kill me, but one of you is going to die. All right. So it's a scavenger. Well, it just kind of slides in there and fucking, you know, finishes off. So this is the deal. This is what I would think. Mm-hmm. She's actually more lesbian than she is uh, bisexual. So the thing about it is that she's hedging a bet. She's having fun riding your dick right now. But in the end, she's going to go back to uh, a head of lettuce there, right? She's going to go back to the... <laughs> <laughs> she's going to go back to the vegetables. Don't say that. He loves her. Um, I would listen. Um. <laughs> try to get the threesome while you still can. Oh my god! Because I think it's going south. That's what my gut tells me, and I have to. I have to go with my gut. Your gut is telling you that to get a threesome in. Get that threesome. Get it going. No, um, I have no idea. This because he, listen, these. I'm not a fucking psychologist. I don't know what's going on. But my job is to keep the laughs coming. All right. right. There you go. The old hippo, the old bisexual hippo. What's, what's the advice? Huh? Is it my advice? Because my advice was the best advice. But is it your advice? Yeah, I would, your advice was the real advice, and mine was just a silly, stupid one. Oh, okay, perfect. We're playing uh, smart cop, dumb cop. <laughs> right, okay. All it. right, music recommendations. <laughs> Billy, check out The Church. You always say you missed all the 80s music that wasn't hair metal. How about the fact that he made me sit through a two-hour documentary about Kiss as well? It was interesting. No, it wasn't. You know what's funny? For once, I get the fucking TV, <laughs> and you're bitch moaning and complaining. We also watch Vanderpump Rules. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real Housewives, the fucking Kardashians, the, the fucking Tattoo Parlor show. I thought you were asleep. Watching The Real Housewives last night. <laughs> I didn't realize you were awake. Then you woke up in the middle of your sleep and said something about the show. And I'm like, oh, shit. As they were screaming, as always. They were not. There was no screaming going on yesterday's episode. 
Oh, there wasn't? No. There was something that was loud. Something woke me up. For someone who literally screams for a living, you certainly are sensitive to, like, the volume of people's voices. Yeah, I don't scream in the middle of the night with somebody sleeping next to me on a you, fucking you bed. scream in the middle of the day, like, you're... When you, everybody's awake. You're doing a podcast in the basement, and you, I can hear you from the sidewalk. That's how loud you are. You're just a loud talker. It's an old house, Nia. The Three Stooges put the fucking insulation in here. I, I can hear our daughter run down the fucking hall from outside. All right, that's true. Bam. <laughs> fucking crushing these arguments today. The hippo, I got the compliment I wanted. All right. The hippo. The hippo, man. The old hippo bisexual analogy. It's as old as time itself. Music recommendations. The church. All right. All right. Uh, you always said you missed all the music, 80s music that wasn't hair metal. They have tons of great tracks besides their big hit, Under the Milky Way. Oh, I know that song. Okay. Under the Milky Way. You know when somebody just gives you the name of the song, you just invent a fucking melody? <laughs> a random melody. Wait a second. Let's look this up. The church. Under... Under the Milky Way. I know, I know this. I know this song. I know this wow, fucking this I know this fucking song. Oh my gosh, it's a fucking commercial. Can you believe it, Nia? What is this? It's a product that you're going to buy. Under the Milky Way. Wish I knew what I was looking for. I know this song. I like this song. It's a great karaoke song. Here's the best part, Neil. The best part. I thought that was, wish I knew what was all you were looking for. Ah, quit your whining. That's from the 80s? Yeah, he's actually a really good. That's a, that's a good band. Okay. Huh? Oh, do you approve? I mean, sh- I, yeah, well, I mean, no. <laughs> Listen. Seems fine. Not everybody could have their shirts off fucking licking their lips with a veil over one eye. Okay. Who are you referring to? Prince. Oh. <laughs> yeah, stepping out of a bathtub with his junk barely behind the porcelain. Um, you into that guy like that? You just went, oh. everybody was. Oh God, it was he was like a hairy eight-year-old. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Prince was a sex symbol. Of course, I don't expect you to get it. A hairy eight-year-old. I couldn't stand that patch of hair in the middle of his fucking chest. I fucking hated it. You know, the anniversary of his death was not too long ago. It might even. I'm not fucking with him as a musician. He's he's one of the greatest anything anybody's ever been. All right, but I did not need to see that guy walking around with assless chaps. I did not need to see that. Oh, I did. Oh, my God. That guy was just like, what's that thing where a baby looks like he's 80? He had the opposite of that, where he looked like he, he, looked like he was like nine years old. He was just petite. Huh? He was just petite. A man should never be described as petite. <laughs> he was petite. That's right. 
heels. He was a, he was a small man, but he was a mighty man. Oh, yeah. If if uh, to all you young guys out there that are, are fucking, you know, you still got your lives ahead of you. If you want to get as many women as you possibly can, the more effeminate you are. I swear to God, where the fuck was that information when I was a kid? Oh God, here comes the Photoshop of me getting out of a tub with my orange <laughs> patch of hair. Um, <laughs> all right, hey Bill, check out. Dave Matthews' first EP titled Recently. I think if you listen to how raw the band was and how ex- experiential. What? Experimental? It's E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-T-I-A-L. It was to not only have that lineup of musician with that guy singing and appeal to a bunch of strangers. What? Then listen to Live at Red Rocks to hear them in their prime. Everyone always talks about that album. That's the, like, everyone, whatever you talk about Dave Matthews' band, you have to bring up Live at Red Rocks. I used to be into Dave Matthews, like, pretty, pretty big time. Like, in high school, like, I used to make mixtapes off of the radio because I I would listen to two stations. I would listen to V103, which was, like, the black station in Atlanta, and then the other, I don't know, the white alternative one. It's kind of like, think K-Rock for LA. So I'd have one side would be all my like R&B and hip-hop rap stuff. And then on the other that was side. was on the black radio station? Yeah, and then on the other side. We got a lot of traffic, y'all. <laughs> and then, um, shut up. And then on the other side. There's a traffic jam. This is the white radio station. <laughs> Welcome to Atlanta. Basically. And then on the other side was Dave Matthews Band. Fucking. Who was he? He gets up in yeah. the morning. Wait, 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 wait. Despite all my rage, I am still just riding again. Oh, pumpkin. Yeah. Guys. I love Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. And like Alanis and Nirvana and that type of shit. But no. I, Isn't I, it I, ironic? You know, I fucked with uh, Dave Matthews Band pretty heavy. Did you like when he was when he combined an Irish jig with the Running Man? Yeah, whatever he was doing on stage, I thought it was so fun. He just seemed like he was having a great time up there. We are better, we? I know, I know. And his band. We are on a hill. The drummer's incredible. He's like the dad of that fucking yodeling fucking dude in the supermarket. What? The yodeling kid who's on uh, Crosstown Train or whatever the fucking... The Old Town Road Old remix? Town. Yeah. No, that kid is like country. I mean, I know Dave Matthews is from the South. Isn't he from like North Carolina or South Carolina? We grew up in North Carolina. Oh, God. And then I moved to Virginia. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know where he's from. Um, I, I, I don't mind Dave Matthews. Uh, at some point, they became like the dead, though, with people following them around. Mm-hmm. There was just a bunch of people that followed the dead around too long, and then the the dead dude died, and then they were just like, well, now what the fuck do I do? I can't get a job. <laughs> well, you got a gap here in your uh, resume. What have you been doing for the last 40 years? Going to concerts, man. Retired in Margaritaville. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really colorful tie you have on there. <laughs> Yes, it is, man. I got this on the tour in 74, man. Can I fucking... 
Can I do your books, man? I think I was good at math before I took this trip, man. And they're like, you know, we can't fucking hire you. And then all of a sudden down the street, they just heard this man. We And they're like, hey, man, uh, it ain't like the dead, man, <laughs> but it ain't a cubicle. I heard that. And then they just started following him around. All right, Radiohead. I've always wanted to get into this band. Radiohead is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I had the, uh, the one where he was trashing George Bush, the one after OK Computer. Uh, Radiohead. And I also remembered, uh, I, I really like her, is he but about, I don't like myself. Is he talking about music from the 80s or the 90s? This Why won't 90s. she go out with me? Why am I fucking here? Because I am ugly. You know what? This is reminding me that I want to listen to an album that just came out. Well, first of all, everyone should download and stream Chelsea Peretti's EP, New EP. See, Chelsea, I'm plugging for you. And uh, Mike Dean is this producer, and he released an album, and I want to listen to it. All right, that was NPR, Nia. (laughs) NPR Energy, Nia. Uh, Radiohead. Bill, have you ever listened to an entire Radiohead album? I think I did. That's one of those bands I just don't think I'm smart enough to listen to. I think now is the time. OK Computer is their biggest album. I'm going to do this, goddammit. I also always wanted to get into uh, that band, uh, the Armenian guys. Oh, shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. System of a Down. System of a Down. I never knew the word, so I would just yell, shut up, the entire time it was on. Those guys, those guys fucking rock. Oh, and he's fucking all like, yeah. he always, that guy always sings like he should have been holding a chalice leading you into battle. Um, Bill, if you would, okay, what am I? Uh, I think you'd appreciate the drumming even though I know nothing about drums. No, I would fucking love that shit. I don't think you trust in my self-righteous suicide. (laughs) I cry when angels deserve to die. Sorry. I didn't want to be that close to the microphone. I apologize. Uh, Can you imagine if that was your son? And he ends up singing like that. I'd just be like, what did I do to this kid as a child? I know someone, and that was her boyfriend for a very long time. Oh, well, aren't you in the mix? Waka, waka, waka. All right, overrated. That was me doing DJ scratching. Uh, Overrated, underrated, uh, underrated. Jazz. Jazz is one of the most... Jazz ever been underrated. People who love jazz, like, act like it's the only music form that ever existed. Nobody underrates jazz. No, a lot of people who don't understand jazz think it stinks. Really be bop boop bop bow. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know I actually follow this jazz account on uh, on Instagram? That's amazing. Oh. No, Nia, but I, I now know that you're actually an interesting person because you follow a jazz account on fucking Instagram. Wow, Nia. You're really reaching out, aren't you? You're fucking sitting there talking like you went to a museum. All right, jazz. I know. Everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, do you still have a home phone? Yes, I do still have a home phone. You know why? Because I never throw that. I throw my cell phone, and sometimes I break it. But the home phone I have respect for. Um, <clears throat> jazz. Jazz is one of the most influential types of music 
and popularized complex improv solos. Uh, lots of people blow it off like it's an old style that doesn't even matter. Uh, those are the people who don't understand complex rhythms, melodies, and harmonies. Well, let's let's be honest, Ben. It's not exactly, uh, you know, once it, it, it evolved into like bebop and all that, like you really had to have your shit together musically to understand a lot of what, of what the fuck was going on. I mean, those guys, I mean, to this day, there's still people trying to break down some of that shit, isn't it? I mean, this is like... I always thought jazz after a while was music from fellow musicians, um, which I always thought was the genius of Miles Davis because no matter how complex his stuff got, for whatever reason, it was still accessible to a dummy like me. Bill, you're into, you're into uh, Miles Davis. Well, what are some of your favorite albums? Uh, In a Silent Way is my favorite one. Um, um, and then Four and More are my two favorites. Um, I can listen to the, both of those albums on a fucking loop driving across the country. Um, but I don't know. There's a lot of them I like. I also like On the Corner. Um, Sketches of Spain and a lot of that shit. Obvious stuff. Bitches Brew and stuff. Those are the more popular ones. But like the power rage of Miles Davis for me is four and more and uh, in a silent way. All right. Overrated. Modern pop and rap. I swear every song is a trap hi-hat with a clap or snare on either one and three or two and four. Uh, Not even singing, just kind of mumbling and people think it's great. Makes me so fucking mad to see people appraise their music like it's something uh, when you need two people to make a track. A producer for the drum track and a singer. In a big band, you needed almost 20 actual musicians internalizing a beat and making music with each other. Let me know what you think of this. Love your daughter saying hi. Reminds me of my niece. Thank you and go fuck yourself, Billy Blowjob. Um, um, I think part of being older... All right, I just ran out of batteries. I got to get off. The podcast is officially over because I'm out of batteries here. Um, yeah, I, I just think like that guy when he's 80 is he's, it's going to be effortless to do that rap part. <laughs> the other people are going to have to be singing, going to take my and they be like winded and he's going to be sitting in a wheelchair going, Alright, that's it. Now uh, that's the podcast, everybody, for Thursday afternoon. Just checking in you, in on you. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, hopefully they'll open the economy again soon. All right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend. I'll see you. going on it's bill burr and it's the monday morning podcast for monday april 23rd 
2012, and uh, I'm doing it on April 24th. And um, I apologize for being late. Um, I just been uh, been been a little busy. You know what I mean? Isn't that a cunty thing to say? You know what I mean? I could have just said, you know, I apologize, and now I got to say I'm busy. So what? So I make you feel bad? You probably didn't feel bad, did you, you assholes? Anyways, this is the podcast, and this week I have another special guest. I'm cheating again this week, making it easy on myself. Uh, all the way from New Jersey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the legendary. We brought you up a zillion times on this podcast, Paul uh, Verzi. Uh, it's good to be here, man. Paul, Vinny, Michael, Anthony <laughs> Verzi. What's going on? From fucking uh, New, New Jersey. From New York. From New York, and, and a big-time Jets and Giants fan. Depending on who's winning. You know what's funny about that? People actually come up to me now and, and they were like, oh, yeah. Like some guy saw my name on a list to do a show and he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, oh, dude, Bill Burr was just saying that guy just listed like, you know, likes any team in New York who's winning and stuff. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, he's right here. And I turn. And he goes, oh, you're Paul. He goes, yeah, man, Bill Burr was trash here today. And I go, <laughs> I go, what? What do you say? He goes, well, you're from Jersey. I go, no, I'm from New York and I'm a Giants fan. He goes, no, he, he said you were a Jets fan, too. I go, no, he didn't. He goes, yeah, he did. And yeah, he I did. Yeah, I know you did. I did, and that's the exact reason why I did it. <laughs> I did it so it would people would just be coming up to you. Yeah, you should do it on your podcast. Just make up some shit about me, and then I'll have to deal with it. That's I did that hysterical. with DeRosa. Uh, DeRosa, uh, when, when, I, when I moved out to L.A., and he slid into my spot on the Opie and Anthony program, the running gag was that I was upset that he stole my thunder uh, and that the hilarious. show didn't miss me. So <laughs> I started calling him the Teen Idol Sensation. From the Opie and Anthony program, and people started calling him that. Except he loved it, so now now we just call him the Sensation, which I think is one of the great fucking nicknames out there. Joey Roses. Joey Roses is a great nickname. Man. Nia came up with that. That's a great one. Joey Roses. Like the he sensation. should be called that. That's what he should be called. Yes, it's fucking old school. So that that makes me uh, thrilled, thrilled that people are bothering you. Ugh. The Jersey thing is sticking, man. You're getting me with that. Dude, you look I like a guy be... from New Jersey. I gotta no. be honest with you. This is this to give people a background here. On uh, on on Paul Michael Anthony Verzi, <laughs> whatever whatever Italian middle name it's you Thomas. fucking Thomas. My nickname is I mean, Thomas. My, my middle name is Thomas. All right, Paul Thomas Verzi is like I can't tell you. He's he's been going off on how fucking awful New Jersey is. Like a typical New Yorker, what he does is he goes through the Lincoln Tunnel and he drives to Newark <laughs> Airport. He sees IKEA and some of those awful chemical things, and then you you start thinking that Jersey some is of those less awful chemical things. Like they're is not going less down than, the whole turnpike. Is less than the air is horrible. The traffic is terrible, and the people and are the stupid. Right? Is disgusting. And what? And 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 and, and the, the 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 people are stupid. Right? No, no, I never said that. You I said never, that. I dumb. never said the people are stupid. I said the crowds are. a little You're gonna dumber. pull back on the podcast? No, 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 no. no. You're the gonna crowds, pull back now? No, no, no. The crowds are a little dumber in, in Jersey. There. No, just no, no. fucking say what they, you have to say. It's not even that they're a little dumber. They're just more like animals. Like you know what I mean? They're, they're animals. Just, they're just like you know. I gotta tell you, uh, like you get more of that in Jersey. All right, I am uh, not biased. Okay. Is a fucking outsider. Yeah, you are. You, there's a party that hates I, I, New York. I, I, I can tell you. Oh, I definitely hate New York. Yeah, yes. and I, But I hate New Jersey, too. Oh, all right. Just as far as, like, their sports teams. I hate them. I wish <laughs> okay. misery on all you guys because you're a bunch of cunts. <laughs> um, and the only reason why I'm saying that is because I've been behind enemy lines. But anybody from Jersey or New York who went to BU or came up and, and – and, and, it's the same thing. When you're behind enemy lines, you, you hate – you thought you hate the Red Sox until you moved to Boston. Then you really fucking hate them. And that's what happened to me. I lived in New York during that whole Curse of the Babe thing, and then we fucking finally beat you guys. And Al, you, you're, you're running hard, as fucking Pete Corielli says. Y'all ran and hid. Oh, no, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. See you later. And everybody fucking ran out, right? 
So, but I'm saying, but I equally hate all of that. So being right. unbiased, dude, I cannot tell the difference between New Jer- a New Jersey crowd, a fucking upstate New York guy like you, and fucking Long Island. Out in Governors, it's all the same. Oh! No, no, no. Hey! No, I, I, I think the crowds. I think the crowds can be both good, but I think they're smarter in New York. I do. I remember one time uh, Mike DiStefano was on stage and he go, he did a joke and it didn't go. It something happened in Jersey. And he goes right. right over the fucking bridge. That's so great. He was just comparing. It's right over the bridge. Oh I, yeah, no, I'm not saying that they're not more suburban. Absolutely. But yeah. Paul, if you think that you're somehow smarter. <laughs> then those fucking jackasses in New Jersey. Just from where I'm standing, I, I don't see the difference. Oh, I really don't. That's ridiculous. You guys all do the same thing. Oh, whenever you eat into a sandwich and you like it, you fucking drop it for half a second. You look down the street like, oh, taste the fucking boogie, you boogie in that thing. It's all the same fucking guy to me. Oh, my God. I'm that's breaking your point. You're going to tell me you don't go to Boston. It's not a bunch of fucking freckled face guys with clatterings. Oh, my God. That accent. Fucking is, socks, I, dude. Oh, my God. It's horrific. Yeah, my friend I'm not Sean defending was, it. Uh, I'm not defending it. I'm not. We're angry fucking psychopaths. We are. You got you. Don't, you have deep rooted hatred for New York because you were hurt by the Yankees. Okay, here's a problem with you. You hate the Yankees more than we've had great discussions about sports. Yeah, I absolutely and hate then the as Yankees. As soon as the Yankees come up, I've seen a sport. I've seen you go from a fun loving sports conversation. I hate them to a Yankee, and all of a sudden you just get evil because you guys, it's, you just you just buy your way out of every fucking problem. Right, but that's not my problem as a fan, huh? Bill. That's, you know, I'm not saying it is your problem. I'm saying why I hate it. Stop making it about you. It's about my <laughs> hatred of the fucking Yankees. <laughs> and all those stupid fucking songs, if I can wake up. And all uh, the losers in New York uh, walking around eating, fucking eating pizza, slice of pizza next to the Met in your fucking sweatpants. You know, a fucking piece of work in there. But they, 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 they think they're a part of it. That's what kills uh, me. They think they're a part of it. The amount of people in New York live like fucking animals. And I know, dude, I live there. <laughs> I fucking live there. I was sleeping on a futon at, at uh, fucking 34 paying 1400 bucks a month. In a fucking studio apartment that they slammed a wall into and fucking told me it was a one-bedroom until the night I went upstairs. I met the girl upstairs, right? Yeah. And I fucking went up to her apartment, and she had the exact same unit right above me, and it was a fucking studio. And she was paying way less than me. Uh, In a city that doesn't sleep. (laughs) I love New York. you got to admit, New York's great. Oh, it's the Paris. It's the Paris. of, Of the United States, without a fucking doubt. I think it is our best city. But the amount of people who are in New York and who just think that they're winning just because they're there and they're not. And if they would just move across the fucking river into Jersey and not live like a fucking animal, they could just be as dumb. They could still wear their sweatpants. (laughs) There's good pizza out there, but they don't. They got to be like near all these things that other people are making money on so that they can feel like, you know, come on, dude. You walked if you walked into one of those Trump Towers, they'd spit on you. They throw you right out on the street. Oh, that's hilarious. No, man. They I- brainwash you. After every fucking Yankees game, win or lose. <laughs> you guys walk out. I see you. You walk out on air. You're feeling good about yourself. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy I live there. What do you want me huh? to tell you? you know? No, no, no. Absolutely. No, I'm not saying no. And I'm saying it's awesome. I love it. I just hate the fucking Yankees. I don't even hate the Rangers. I, and I love the Rangers, coach. I actually really like the Rangers. I like the Rangers. I like the Islanders. I like the Knicks. I like the Mets. And you like the Giants? And I actually like the Giants. You like the Giants. I like the Giants. I love the Giants. I love, I love uh, the, how they, they 
how their defense first. I love, I yeah. love, you know, I like the uniforms. I love the old, how they went back to the old Frank Gifford. No, the Yankees ruined you. Yeah. That's the, you're, that's the one thing that I noticed. No, it wasn't the Yankees. It was, it was how, it was also reading the sports page and just the fucking pot shots they'd be taking these, because I was reading the Dan Shaughnessy's of New York, just uh. taking these stupid shots at, uh, you know, because they're just trying to sell papers because they're fucking lazy and all they got to do is trash the Red Sox, right? Dude, you, was that you who said Dan Shaughnessy brings baseball into everything, no matter what he's talking about? Somebody, oh, that's what I love about that guy. That guy, was... that guy, he has his hustle, and he sticks with it. If He, he was talking about the Bruins last year, and he's uh, just everybody. like Everything was a Red Sox reference. Milan Lucic, like the Grady Little of the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I was on a train with him once. It was after you guys won, and I was just sitting there drunk. It was funny. It was drunk New Yorkers. You guys won game one. Of it was it was oh oh three or oh four. Mike Messina lost the game. Oh, Pop, it was oh four. We we big, lost. Big we lost Poppy the first three. Let me no, just we, remind you, we lost the first yeah, three, no, and I then remember. somehow you guys yeah, lost yeah, four in a row. Yeah, I remember. Biggest <laughs> choke ever. <laughs> Biggest choke ever. As far as like you know, four or five first ballot Hall you of always, Famers, two hundred fifteen million dollars. You know what? Listen, yeah. I have to take that responsibility. That was the worst. I know you do. No, That's th- like when you fuck up in a game, and then afterwards you talk to the meeting going, "I take full responsibility." We know you fucked up. Just sit there and listen to me say it. <laughs> Yeah, because you have to keep bringing it up. <laughs> no, I'm on, I'm on. It was funny watching Dan Shaughnessy's face on a subway in New York City with drunk Yankee fans who just saw their team lose game one of a big playoff series. And I was sitting there next to somebody. And I'm going, oh, fuck this, dude. We're going to. And he was just sitting there, kind of just like looking around oh, yeah. with his eyes and his froey hair. And he's got that, you know, that little boy Irish. He's got to watch out now because he's on ESPN. Now he's not. He wasn't as well known back then. Oh, so, okay. yeah, yeah, he, he was been... down there covering it. His, his whole angle was the misery of Red Sox fans. So when they finally won, like his hustle was over. He didn't know what to do. And I remember in 05, the Red Sox were in first place, and we started, uh, we started to fade in September. This is 05, right? And he wrote some article, is the curse back? And it was like the, the curse of what, fucking 11 months ago? Oh, yeah, because you guys got a thing with um, you guys got a thing with fading in September. How did last year end up? Worst collapse yeah. Yeah. ever. How'd that work yeah. out? Well, if we didn't win fucking nine championships in all sports, that would bug me. Yeah. Hey man, you know what's great, though? Is that's all you got. Not, you, you, no, no. You, used to, you used to go back to 1918. You had to go back. To, you're giving me shit about September in 2011. Listen, Paul, this is what I realized, and this is what the Red Sox failed to realize, that in life... There are ups and downs, no matter how much money you spend. Because I'll tell you, I, I abandoned the Red Sox uh, sometime in 2007. I didn't even watch that World Series because at that point we became you guys. We were just trying to buy it every fucking year. It's disgusting. But, but it's, Major it's, League Baseball, it's, it's fucking awful. You guys are Walmart. Is. We're fucking like CVS. Uh, you, know, you know what I mean? It's just I, I don't give a fuck I, I, anymore. I, don't I, don't, I, I honestly don't give a shit. And uh, I remember I went to a Padres game, beautiful stadium down there, and there was nobody there. And I went there to the game with my mother, and she was looking, nobody in the stands. She goes, oh, my God. She goes, this is a sin. This beautiful ballpark, it's not filled. And I was trying to explain to her. It is a sin. I was trying to explain to her, though. Dude, we, we took the only fucking reason to go to the game, that whatever their first baseman is. I don't watch baseball anymore. But he was the guy. He was their fucking cheater, and we bought him. Now there was no reason to go. Oh, is it that Gonzalez guy you got? Yeah. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't watch baseball. Baseball is – I am way more interested – in my New York Knicks, I'm way more interested in other sports because, I mean, I can't watch a uh, well, Shara, Jeter, Cano. You know, it really is. It, it did get ridiculous. You can watch Cano. No, Cano, but, Cano is your boyfriend. No, no, no. Cano, Cano's you, you, my favorite baseball player of all time. For those of you guys who, who never listen to this podcast, 
Verzi has a fucking man crush. No. I, I just love how you hate that because you're the fucking word, so homophobic. No, the I word love man, it. Crush man crush is so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. No. And you know what happens? Your eyes always get squinty <laughs> and you get upset. And that's why no, I say it. I, I, this is why I like Robinson Cano because, dude, I fucking called it. That's why. The, I fucking this, called the, it, dude. Uh, yeah, it's a classic here's, Paul Verzi call. No, he, pa- classic Paul no, no, Verzi no, no, call. You call blue, blue, sh- blue no, chip no, no. prospect he wasn't in the Yankees system. He wasn't a I'll tell you, I got a hunch on this kid. You're telling me he sucked. All the way through fucking baseball. No, 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 no. He, he sucked, right? He and that's suck. why the Yankees brought he him up. up and like, oh, hey, you know who else Paul called this year? Cam Newton, the Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner. Dude, I got a feeling about this guy. Yeah, but every Heisman Trophy winner usually You're the worst. The bed. That's You're all the I worst. Saying. No, no, no. I yeah, call- but Paul, you call everybody. You call, you call blue chips. And then no 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 but Robinson yeah. Cano I'm never gonna give you I'm never gonna give it to you because I, I well I'm not accepting they, they it they were so like they were they were like oh they're gonna trade him to the Twins all my friends now this guy's just a coming up because you know he's just coming up because we need a second base uh, right yeah. now uh, yeah. all these guys that you can't bring in here as evidence they he's all disagree with you he's a Hall of Famer Paul dude. I never looked at the guy like he was a bum I never did I don't never. understand why you, you 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 this is the worst thing like Paul does that shit where he starts a sentence three fucking times. So anytime he'll call me up, like he made me hate this guy, and I don't even watch baseball. He calls me anytime he does anything, like a fucking eight-year-old still collecting cards. He'll be like, Bill, you watch the Yankee game tonight? Oh, God, you missed it. Dude, Robinson Cano. Robinson Cano. Dude, Robinson Cano came up, laced the double. Brings in Jeter. Oh, you always do that. Oh, that fucking joy in your voice, and it just drives me. I made up. you hate. I made you hate. Yeah, you made, made me baseball. hate him. I know. But I will tell you this. You know what's funny? I was like, when we first started arguing Yankees, I would go, "Bill, you're crazy." I would go, "The the, the payroll doesn't mean shit." You know, it doesn't mean other players want to go. And all of a sudden, we got like Teixeira. And then we got like the. You already had A Rod at that point. It was ridiculous. No, we were. And then after a while, I go, you know what? I gotta. Look, this is, this is how I look at baseball. You cannot buy a championship, all right? But you can turn making the playoffs into a layup. And this is the deal. You can miss a layup like the Red Sox last year. Anybody can miss a layup. And like the Brewers, you can, you can hit a half-court shot. Yeah. But generally fucking speaking, if you look at the American League East, it's been Yankees, Red Sox every year to the point I'm burned out. Like, dude, I used to get so fucking amped up for those games. And part of it is because we won a World Series. But I got to be honest, dude, when you have them play each other 50 times a fucking year and they're always in first place, always in second place, it's like watching a comic who's on 10 the second they get on stage. And right. They're screaming like they're doing their closing bit. <laughs> For 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 the first twelve minutes, you're exhausted. You're like, all right, I got, I got, I got to listen to like fifty minutes of this. I, yeah. I can't listen to that anymore. Yeah, I actually think the baseball season is just long and drawn out. Like I could really give a shit until August September. I think it's a hun- I think it's too long. I, I I'm bored to tears with it. I think baseball. The the older I get, the more I think baseball sucks. Oh really? Yeah, I, I still I, think I, it's I, a great game. I watched Kansas City up against the A's the other day, and it was like a rain delay, and there was nobody in the stands, and I loved it. I'm a grumpy old man, dude. dude I gotta tell you something. When we when we were at that Laker game and we were watching that, I just said to myself, "This is fucking awesome. Basketball is fast pace. You know, good passes. The flow. It's the shit going. until really the end. Was fucking until awesome. the end. Until the end." Well, you don't like the bump, 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 bump. Oh, anytime. You know, uh, during the are whole game. Are you ready? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do that. I, you know, I, that's just to get the crowd pumped up and stuff. But Yeah, but I what mean, kind of fucking awesome. loser fans do you have that you have to have a hype man the whole show? That's true. Bump, bump. Defense. Bump, bump. Defense. No. Dude, back in the day, you, you used to judge the fans by what they chanted. 
You can right. still kind of do it like the way Flyer fans chanted when they went up three games to none against the Penguins. They just spontaneously started chanting, you can't beat us. It was oh, fucking great. One. Now, that says a lot about your fans. There's like a personality. There's a mm-hmm. character to that. But, like, you go to a fucking Laker game, and it's they have like a DJ. They even have like a, they have a fucking nightclub. I sat up there for like a Kings game. It's the stupidest shit. Between periods, they start yeah. playing like music and there's like chicks dancing. It's the stupidest fucking thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like basketball, I like. The only thing I don't like is in the end, there's. It, I just don't like how it's this war. And then in the end, I, I, I watch them take unguarded shots to win the game. It's like anticlimactic and then timeout, timeout, TV. Oh, they got, that was a good foul. They had a foul to give. And then they stopped the clock. And then the worst is, is when the other team has already lost the game and just to be cunts, they, they call timeout again. Or and they keep, yeah. Yeah, and you're just delaying the inevitable. And uh, it's, you feel like a landlord trying to get some piece of shit out of the apartment. Yeah, that I, makes I, sense. But they got, Probably but they got to hit the shots. That's the one thing about it. You got to hit the foul shots. You know, if I we, know, but it turns into golf balls. It's like a guy lining up a putt now. Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean. It gets drawn out. It gets drawn out. But I'm such a sports. I'm so nuts with sports. I don't care. I like I. You know, there are some people like oh, I like it quick. It's in and out. I'm like, why? But I, I got to tell you, hockey's starting to do that. Hockey. This is the thing about hockey. That you get one timeout a game. I think you do because I've watched it for 30 years. They never used them. Every once in a while, they'd call a timeout. And the coach yeah. would just be sitting there with a rolled-up program screaming at guys. Just be, he would just take a timeout because he couldn't wait to the end of the game to tell the team how fucking disappointed he was <laughs> with the way they were playing. And that was the timeout. Now I'm finding at the end of the game they're starting to call timeouts at the end of the game. And it, it sucks because that, like, I, that's what I like about hockey. I like how it, it, it just keeps moving. And people, they, they get involved in like the scoring and everything. And I totally understand that. Hockey is a very difficult game if you didn't grow up with it to get into. It's a very difficult game to watch on TV. But once you fucking understand it, it's the, it's the best game. Dude, that Flyers-Penguins series was the shit. Dude, you want to talk about fucking animals. Okay, you know I'm not a big hockey guy. I love the three major sports. Maybe it's because I grew up in New York. I, you know, I'm not a hockey guy. Never was. My uncle took It's me a to fast see- game, Paul. It my, takes a my, certain my, level of intellect. <laughs> my uncle took me to uh, an Islanders game years ago. But this shit, this playoffs, it's like fucking MMA on skates. These guys are fucking barbaric. That shit, that highlight game I saw against, uh, it was uh, New York and Ottawa, when the guy just came up, and it wasn't like, you know the typical fight where they wait, they look at each other, right. the officials know it's going to go down, gloves come off, and they get, it wasn't that. This dude just came up, and basically you could tell, you could watch as he skated, he mentally just tapped out of the game and said, it's fuck, I'm, it's done, I'm fighting this guy. He came over, he just started fucking teeing off on this guy, benches cleared, and I just saw blood and guys just looking to hurt somebody and it, i've never seen that it's, it's that's, almost hilarious but, but that's what me. kills hockey is because those are the highlights they show like you know what what's his face did there meta world peace in the game we went to where he threw the, the elbow it's the word it's so stupid that i love that name that. no but the fact that people actually call him that and like i love correct themselves, like, oh i mean meta you gotta I mean you, gotta, you gotta go cosell on that like how cosell would say ali and everyone was going cassius clay you gotta you gotta go meta world peace uh it's just he's such a nut job that it's fucking beautiful. You know what? It takes me back to when I first started watching the NBA and that guy World B Free was in the <laughs> league. He's, uh, I think of, I don't want to slander the guy, but I, I think he, he had some issues and then he came around and uh, and then he changed his name to World B Free. That's... It was great. He went bald the way old school people went bald where he didn't shave the sides. You know, <laughs> black guy. He had the John Amos thing going on. And Who did he uh, play for? He played for the Cavaliers by the time I was watching him. I forget who he played for before that, but he was a guy who, who 
I might be confusing him with Maurice Lucas as far as like his background. I can't remember if he had the same recreational issues. But like, dude, the NBA in the late 70s, right before Bird and Magic came in, was this weird time when they, they, they basically they merged with the ABA. Ratings were so fucking low. They had the, first of all, they had a major drug problem because that's when Coke came around and they came up with the brilliant thing saying that cocaine was no more addictive than caffeine. It was kind of a rich person drug. Oh, I remember and, Yeah, and that, everybody yeah. got like – everyone, football, Hollywood Henderson, all these guys. So the, the, there was a bunch of guys who had fucking cocaine problems were in the league and white people were still getting used to the fact that black people owned the sport and that it wasn't coming back – you know, anytime soon. <laughs> right. it, was, it was fucking over. All of a sudden, Dr. J brought the game above the rim. Once it was above the rim, it was over. All you yeah. could be was set, set shot Johnny or a good fucking passer as far as a white guy, which is something I think I've talked about on this podcast is how whenever we go to an NBA game, we have that inside joke. Oh. When the white guy screws up, we just look at each other and we go, fucking white guy. The best. <laughs> fucking the, white guy. The best was when we went to Portland. <laughs> when we went to Portland and the guy did it and in unison. At the same time. Yeah, you said yeah, this what did he before. Do? He missed a he dunk. He did something like he was like a wide open layup. It was just something that was absolutely so horrible and just such bad. And he looked horrible and, doing and it. And he looked horrible doing it. And, and you said, you mentioned this once before, but we looked at each other and it was at the exact same time. We just go, fucking white guy. Fucking white guy. Get him, off, get him out of there. Give him a clipboard and some fucking long slacked set of uh, oh. suit or something. It, he looked bad. It was something easy. It was something that should have been terrible. Done. Oh, it's terrible. We st- we're off. We don't even look good. Even the good guys don't look. It's just. Does Dirk Nowitzki, does he look good? No, we were talking about if we did a... a Larry Bird, did I, he look good when he did the things he did? He didn't. It just went in. Well, no, but but Dirk's... Like, there's certain guys with unacceptable faces. That's why I was thinking about the, the, the website, un, unacceptablefacesinsports.com or worstfacesinsports.com, which we were talking and about. Yours, yours, yours who, who are the ones you, you hate the most? Oh, Scott Brocious on the Yankees. Third base no, on the Yankees is one of the worst. His who did you hate is, on the Red Sox? We just traded him to the Phillies. So. Oh, my God. There was nothing worse in sports. Nothing than that fake, like, hardcore, intense looking that Jonathan Papel. I love how you had to say, say fake. Well, yeah, no, because you lips, knew he was striking out your lips, player. He made his lips kind of come together and he looked in like he – yeah, his lips came together and he had the thing and his eyes came down and he just stared and then he did the thing and it was just almost like, okay, the big the big dramatic – oh, it was the absolute worst. Pedroia's face is a little unacceptable, but he actually tries hard, so I like that guy. But what do you think about Reggie Miller's face? Tries hard. The this, MVP? This is something Re- Cano's never done. Is Re- <laughs> yeah, it's kind of easy to be the MVP when you're fucking nestled in there between <laughs> Jeter and Teixeira and A-Rod. Oh, yeah. Gee, you're seeing a lot of pitches. Dude, Robinson Cano. <laughs> Robinson Cano. Dude, Robinson Cano. Oh, he hit a single. Though, <laughs> no, do you think we were talking today about uh, Reggie Miller's face? Does Reggie Miller have an unacceptable face? No, mine would be Teixeira. Teixeira's got a definitely. Teixeira, I don't know he's what it is. When he's in an interview, he looks intelligent. When he's out in the field, he looks intelligent. The second that bat goes above his head, I don't know. He looks, he looks like some extra on fucking the Andy Griffith no, show. He, does. he looks He looks like he's having a hard time thinking. He looks like he's going to puke. Zero IQ is what he looks like. I don't know yeah. if he shuts his brain down and just be the ball. That's, See the ball, that, yeah. be the ball. I don't know what he's doing, but he just looks like... He I just, think Dirk Nowitzki's got an unacceptable face in sports. He would be on the list. I don't know how high he would be, but he's got an unacceptable face. Who did you say was worse than Brocious? You said somebody. Oh, you said somebody was worse than Brocious. Oh, yeah. going through going through the years as far as awful faces. Uh, Danny Ainge, as oh, far yeah, as this. Oh, Pau Gasol. Oh, Pau when Gasol. Gasol when, when they call a foul on Pau Gasol, oh, that's Unex- the worst thing. Oh. He's got an unacceptable face, too. Nothing worse. You would think that somebody just said, yeah, listen, Pau, Pau your career's over. You're not making any more money. That's the face he makes. Like, 
Nothing's worse than an athlete that, that is good and just ugly. And every time you see me, like, uh, Larry Bird wasn't a good-looking man, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Notice you hate all Boston guys. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Yeah, because like, they, they, they no, crush I you guys. No, I just think a lot of their faces are unacceptable. I never found any of the Knicks' faces unacceptable. I love their look of defeat every time we played them <laughs> in any major game. Dude, are they ever yes. going to win a championship? Uh, this is one thing i got to give you shit about. you got to admit at this point. What? You can say at the very least New York definitely has a problem with crowning people king and giving them ridiculous nicknames before they've done – they have like five good – like Lynn Sanity, you can add that to Sanchez, Mangenius, uh, Godzilla. Godzilla was great though. I liked I liked the name Godzilla. But oh. I fit Man- Godzilla, part- Godzilla because he dominated the Japanese league, which at this point I'm starting to think I could play over there. The fact that Valentine won the World Series, all those Japanese players who've come over there, and all of them, at best, they're fundamentally sound, except for Ichiro. And they all come over here like, like Dice K, the gyro ball, uh, what's his face, uh, uh, Matsui coming over, Godzilla, he's going to hit 800 home runs. And you know what, dude? They don't. No. Okay? They're all trying to act, too. too. No, you go to the Dominican Republic. Republic, Republican. The Dominican Republic. That's where you go. That's where it starts. Yeah, that's where Robinson Cano's from. That's where, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and you called him. It's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe that. That and Cam Newton, dude. I don't know how you figured that one no, out. No, no, no. But the Cam Newton thing, all I was saying was that. Who'd you disagree with? That guy with the, the, no, the, no, no, the no. game show host hair on no, ESPN? No, no. A, lot of, a lot of Heisman Trophy winners coming to the NFL and they're busts. And you know that. They're fucking busts, and and everybody. Says, I, I do I do know be- that, Paul. But I also know that you 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 first of all every year you call twenty things. No, you're I like the guy like who things. who you bet you bet show place to win. You fucking bet everything. You go everything straight across the board, and then you, 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 at some point you're gonna have a winner. No 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 no. See, you, this is what this is. I'm Paul, sorry, I'm standing up right now because you're really fucking bugging me. You're the one. <laughs> you were with all those clowns on ESPN telling me that fucking that fucking. Uh, that Peyton Manning was better than Tom Brady when, when Peyton had zero that. rings and no, fucking Brady had three. I was, I was definitely wrong about that. Okay. You talked me out of that, but since okay. then. And I, and I'm, I'm admittedly way too harsh on that guy. But the unbelievable level of fucking disrespect Tom Brady got, he, he had three fucking rings. And they were still going, but dude, I got to tell you, you know, I got to tell you, if I got to start a fucking guy, but blah, blah, blah. And no, all these showed- stupid Colt fans this year who said the Colts going fucking 0-14 is a testament as to how good Peyton Manning is. It's, it, dude, it's partly that, and it's partly how awful your fucking franchise was. How zero, you had zero depth at right. the quarterback position because the guy had never missed a start, and he lulled you into this false sense of security where you went from fucking Peyton Manning to some guy you got off a cot Well, that's just it. Without him, they were nothing, and you can't have that. That's and they were also trend. already on their way out, and they weren't going to win 13 games this year with him. They weren't. They were, all, they were on their way down. Double-digit wins, I think, they'd have with him this year. I think that I think he'd get to the playoffs. Like ten and six. I think he'd get to I the think playoffs. Yeah, he'd be ten and six, maybe eleven and five. But they weren't going to be thirteen and three, dude. They couldn't even I, beat the fucking Jets last year. They had the game one and they still blew it. That's another thing too. Too many first round losses with that guy. But I have a feeling, um, I don't think he's got enough guys out there. But I mean, look, I admittedly, you know what? This is the real thing with my hatred of Peyton Manning. My hatred of Peyton Manning stemmed out of the complete disrespect of Tom Brady. And then I blamed it on Peyton Manning as if he said it. I mean, the guy's obviously first ballot fucking Hall of Famer. But I got to tell you, dude, he's got too many first-round playoff losses against too many mediocre fucking teams. I've, I've talked about this many times. Tom Terrific, and he doesn't deserve to be uh, called anything else besides Tom I hate when Tom, you say that. Tom Terrific is the fucking, I think, 
I've made it. We've gotten to many arguments. I think he, if he gets one more, it solidifies it. I think that that man has played the position as good, if not better, than anybody else ever. And Peyton Manning showed his true. Can't throw a pick six in a Super Bowl. Can't do it. Throw a pick six in a Super Bowl to lose it. To lose over. it, yeah. To lose it. That's bad. That's bad. But, I, but I'll guarantee you this. I'll brother, guarantee you this, though. If, if he wins the second one, if he wins another one with the Broncos, you'll never hear Tom Brady's name. It, uh, it, it'll, all be about, it'll all be about him. He just he has that thing because, you know what I think? He had the advantage of when he went outside in his backyard to play catch. He, he was playing catch with a fucking professional quarterback. So the, guy, the guy's like well, he's been around mechanically, this. he's fucking flawless. Oh, yeah. And he's he, flawless. And he he's is the anti Tim Tebow. He he might be one of the best pure. But I'll tell you, ever, but his brother, his brother. If you could insert Tim Tebow's heart into that giant Tin Man Frankenstein, <laughs> you would have the ultimate I, quarterback. I think Eli Manning. I think his brother Eli Manning has a lot more balls and is is uh, is. You got balls. And don't get mad at that. What? No, Eli's a fucking winner. Dude, he's got ice in his veins. He's a he ta- absolutely. You don't need to tell me that. He fucking stuck me in the heart twice. He's another face guy, though. He's another guy. You look at his face, and it's 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 just you know you don't think he's got the heart that he's got when you look at his face. Yeah, both of them. I don't know what it is about their faces. They, uh, you know, that old joke. He doesn't quite look done yet. Put him back in the oven. They both have that. They have, they have cookie dough faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I think Peyton is uh, I think Peyton is definitely no Peyton's the look, Peyton's the man. Eli's the fucking man. I, I, I look. I I just get people going on the podcast, but uh, I, I obviously don't fucking disrespect those guys, and I obviously know that the Broncos are going to be a way better team, and yeah. I respect the fact that that this is what actually made me like Peyton Manning. Now I actually kind of switched because he could have gone with the Forty ers and and that, he didn't, and that when he didn't, he said I don't want to I don't want to be like. Like thinking that I just piled on. So right then, that's that's it. Because yeah. that that Clemens shit. When I watched Clemens win those two rings, when he jumped in the limo, when you guys fucking were already winning championships, and he slid his fat roided ass through the sunroof. And you know what was worse than that? He said before that he would never want to play in New York. Like that's another thing about that guy. I think that that guy is just a bad human being. I really don't like that guy. There's nothing likable about him. And you know what the funny thing is? Every time I that saw Roger... That he could Roger, beat the shit out of both of us? Every time... Yeah, but... <laughs> every time I saw Roger Clemens... One of these days, I'm going to run into one of these people I'm talking about. I'm going to be in fucking trouble. Every time I saw Roger Clemens pitch live, he, he got shelled. Every time. Just shit the bed every time I saw him. And good, I don't like him. Yeah. You could see that, that Roy thing coming, though. Because he was fucking gigantic. And I swear to God, living in New York bat? City, I think like six times a year, they would do some sort of insider story about his, his, his workout. And everybody was walking around going, dude, you see this guy's workout? It's like that's exactly what they want you to say. Yeah. So anyways, let's get, let's get back to fucking uh, Meta World Peace here. Dude, there's not one woman still listening to this podcast. We've talked sports <laughs> nonstop for a half. I haven't done a fucking commercial yet here, Paul. Let me, let me do a commercial. When we come back, a little Meta World Peace. You're listening to the fan. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the fucking password I got to type in here. Paul, how'd you like riding around in my truck? How was that? Oh, man, that was awesome. By the way, I didn't even yeah, mention that you're crashing out here. Uh, you like that tree in the tree? How fucking badass is that? That's a badass truck. Dude, that truck looks like you have a rifle in it, and you're just about to go do something really, really bad. That's what I like about it. It in looks like I know how to fight. That's what somebody told me. I said, dude, I look, you, that truck's like the kind of truck you get into after you just beat up everybody in the bar. No, you said the funniest shit. You go... I go, that truck looks like a bad motherfucker is in it. And you just go, yeah, till I get out. <laughs> Dude, the difference of the looks that I get between driving my truck and driving the Prius is fucking hilarious. Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, the fucking eight-year-olds stare me down when I get out of my Prius. <laughs> no, the front grille of your truck looks like you just – something like bad happened in your past. 
All right, wait a second here. Where the fuck is uh? Where the fuck is the uh? All the goddamn advertising. See, this this is what happens, Paul. This is when it slows down. This is when it slows down. Paul, what do you got to hype? Why don't we why don't we why don't we try and do something with you here? What do you got to hype, what, Paul? Uh, Where can people see you next? I got a couple of shows. Out in Jersey, I know that. No, going out, going grocery shopping. Right? No, I'm actually going to be at the... Um, I got a big show coming up. You got a big show? Where are you going to be? So I'm going to be in the... You got a really the, big in, shoe. In the back of this deli in Jersey. It's... Uh, <laughs> guy's giving me 10 minutes. No. Um, <clears throat> Where the fuck is all the Gamefly stuff? I'm the worst. Oh, Go ahead, Paul. How, how, are, the, how are the lovely people? At... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Do what you got to do. No, I can't, Paul, because then the, the, the podcast stops. All right, I already got this shit memorized. Hey, everybody. Do you like playing video games? Sure, we all do. Check this out, Paul. You're a big video game guy, right? No. You're not a big video game? No, no. I just, You're I... supposed to roll with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. But Holy I, shit, I do Madden. I love giving you? No, no, no. no, no I, I got to start over. Like... I got to start over. No, no, no. Because my ad guy cuts these things up. No, no, no. So I, I can't you... say cunt during them. I can't say anything. Just shut up. I'm going to start over again. All right. Hey, who likes playing video games? Sure, we all do. <laughs> Paul Verzi, do you like playing video games? Love them. You love them. Absolutely. You know, if you had to choose between that and a loved one, you're going video games, right? All day. Absolutely. All day. Absolutely. Dude, you called it. Yep. Um, if you're into video games, Gamefly.com is the place to be. If you go there as a friend of mine, Gamefly.com slash Bill Burr, you click on the microphone in the corner, you're going to get a 15-day free trial. Wow. 8,000 games, Paul. That's awesome. 8,000 games to choose from. Why do you need a girlfriend? No. Why do, you need to be, why do you need a wife? Why do you even need to be a parent at that point? Just lock yourself in the room. You get 15 days. That means you can play those games, Paul, for two weeks and a day. I know you're from Jersey, so you don't understand that. But two weeks and a day. Nothing 15 better. straight days, you can play 8,000 games. And at the end, if you want to walk, you walk, just like De Niro and Heat. Okay? <laughs> 30 seconds or less. That's right. You can't do any better than that. All right? Gamefly.com. I recommend it. You should recommend it. And someday your mom will too. There we go. All right, back to the podcast. Um, Meta World Peace. Dude, you know what's funny about that guy? Like he had no intentions of elbowing that guy in the head. No, he was just so in the moment. But this is the thing. He's like that. You know that kid that wasn't special needs but almost was? And he had, <laughs> he had like that Olympic you know, weightlifter kind of strength. That's fucking World Peace. That's how he is. And, and those kids, whenever they got angry or excited – He's somebody nuts, got hurt. Bro. Somebody got hurt, or something got ripped out of the He's wall. Fucking nuts! There's no you don't. Have That's to what be. happened with them. He he went in and he he scored. He started thumping his chest. Yeah, he <laughs> somebody just came near him and he just fucking threw an elbow. We're talking about a man who jumped in the stands and grabbed a civilian by the neck and started teeing off on him. I'll give you this: he grabbed the wrong guy, but he was fucking right. No, but in a perfect world, he's that. right. That's like Bill, but but you know. In well, a let me ask you world, this: perfect, and where where in this fucking world can you throw a drink in a, in the face of a guy who's twice the size of you and not get the living shit kicked out of you? I'll tell you where at a fucking NBA basketball game where there's no protection, they don't even have a helmet, the helmet, they don't even have a fucking hat on. This guy throws a drink in his face. That guy, I, did you see the guy who threw it? How many how many th- how many how many N word jokes do you think that guy told and laughed about in his life? And they were in Indiana. Give me a break. He probably had his fucking clan hood underneath the seat. Right. Fuck him. He should have got the shit kicked out of him. And I feel bad for the web designer that actually got grabbed by the throat. And the- <laughs> <laughs> that, guy, yeah. that kid had never been in a fight in his life. He didn't even know Did enough to run. Fear? He the, didn't even know enough to run. No, the look of fear. He didn't even know what happened. He just had horrified fear in his eyes. And then Ron Artest just grabbed His him. feet were moving, but he wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> and then he was trying to explain... 
But he I was look, trying to explain but, the situation. But you look at it like this. If you're, on a, if you're at a comedy club and you're on stage and somebody throws something at you, you're not going to do – as a matter of fact, somebody threw something at you, right? I know somebody I know somebody else. I think somebody said they were flicking stuff. I saw uh, this woman. She goes, really? And she kind of just called the crowd an animal. But as a professional, you can't fucking – Paul, I'm going to tell awesome. you right now. If you were doing a bit and for some reason – Oh, let me get – no, because this was a different – because it was a bullshit call, and that's why he laid down on the table. So let's just say you're, you're playing some fucking hell gig, all right? The crowd sucks. The microphone's not working. So you're like, you got to give me a fucking I – I can't even get the show going. I can't even speak into this microphone. This is my lightsaber. It's not even working. And then you just make a joke, and you lay down until you get the, until you get the proper microphone. And while you're laying there, some drunk douche takes a full drink and throws it in your face – you're telling me you're not going into the crowd. It would be tough. It would be tough. You know, I, I yeah, it would be really, I mean, that, that's got to be. Look, dude, that, that whole, this, and that's what I hated about that whole thing. We're like, we're not excusing the fan behavior, but as a professional basketball player, you have to blah, 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 blah. No, you don't. You don't. You have a fucking, you have a responsibility for your own safety in the world, okay? And part of that responsibility is that you don't walk around throwing no, drinks right. in faces of people that you cannot beat the shit out of. Right. Right. Yeah. So and you do that, and then somebody else gets their fucking ass kicked because of it. I mean, that guy was a coward. He was a fucking coward. So when he ran in the stands, though, that was like unbelievable. He was a coward. He should play. Uh, he should play for the Penguins. Oh, I, I just like fucking with the Penguins. I was so happy that they lost. I, mean, I have this weird thing where I like most of the people on that team, but then they always they always just have a couple of those those fucking guys going f- for the knees. I just don't like them. Nah, you can't. Then they then they always get like upset. Like Penguin fans, when Penguin fans talk about other teams being dirty, you know what that's like? That's like that chick with the big tits who goes to a party and has her tits hanging out, and then says like, you know, what, what are you looking at? <laughs> right. That's what Penguin fans are to me. I think I think they're all dirty. They're like that Greg Williams thing. You heard that, right? The Greg Williams. Uh huh. You heard the Greg Williams on the Saints, like the, the the what he was saying to them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And when he was like, kill the head. Kill Frank Gore's head. I want. That's his head where it sideways. crossed the line, dude. When he said, "I wanted his head fucking sideways," yeah, that made but that, me that's 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 where it crossed the line. Of- and what what I hated about how all the players were going, like, I mean, that just sounded like standard locker room talk until they named guys. It's like, yes, no, no, no. He said, obviously, no. He said, rip his ACL. No, but I'm talking. No, but don't let me. Make, no, so, but the point head. I'm making, the point I'm making was every player kept saying, "I've heard that stuff in locker rooms my entire life." But the part where he made it, like, where per- he went pers- over the line. personally right. named guys, that's when it went too far. And it was driving me nuts. It's like, yeah, dude, that's what we're freaking out about. I, uh, Dude, you, when I was in Little League, the fucking coach is sitting there going, like, we got to kick their fucking asses. You know, they're a bunch of pups, yeah. bu- bu- they, It's always saying that. But when you literally go, like, <laughs> the shortstop, I don't like his face. I want his R- fucking nose him. bond. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I heard he's got an ACL problem. Why don't you go out there and deliberately blow out his ACL? When you start literally naming it, that's where it crossed the fucking line. We gotta, this, we but this see- is my thing. It seems straight across the board that none of the players had a problem with it. So now I don't feel bad that they have the concussion problems that they have at the end. Because if you actually, if you participate in that, then you know. But then that's kind of like the chicken and the egg. It's like if you don't do that, then you're not on the team. Um but I, I actually agreed with everything that the penalties that they got, and I think that this happens all over. This happens all over. You know, I don't think guys like Tony Dungy do it. I don't think certain guys do it. But I think, I think you know, they'll say, go fucking get Like you said. No, I think it's – once – this is my, my deal. Like, go out, kill him, rip his head off, have his head going the other way. But when you specifically name a player <laughs> and you say what their injury is, and all the players is like, well, we already know what their injuries are, so we're definitely going to try to exploit that. Dude, you know what all of that is, Paul? 
that is it all has to do with millions of dollars being at stake, which brings in the whores. And there's A-level pussy, and it's all there. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like, dude, you're, you're getting to the top of the mountain, and it just becomes by hook or by crook, and they're just going to do that type of shit. It's just really shit that as fans you didn't want to see. You didn't want to hear, but... but you and now they're making an example out of that guy because everybody's livelihood, including ESPN's, is on the line that if there's too much of that negative shit, people aren't going to watch it because uh, that's that's the only guy in sports I don't like is I don't like the guy who deliberately goes out, who can't beat the other team, so he deliberately goes out and tries to injure a fucking player because I feel like that requires no skill whatsoever on any given play. You know, people are watching the guy with the ball. I know. Keep your head on a swivel. Is what's his face? Remember that time he said that? 80 fucking times, Warren Sapp. Keep your head on a swivel. I understand. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to be looking around. Isn't it amazing how fucking out of shape he was yet still was fat? That fast. How fast would have that guy been uh, if he dropped 40 pounds? Yeah. Dude, he had that line on the side, you know, when you got that love handle that just, like, puts a divot. His whole fucking career. He looked fucking eight months pregnant his whole career, and he fucking could run. And was, was fast as was hell. Faster, was faster than anyone. All right, here's a, here's a good one. Worst, worst sports bodies yet for some reason. Phil Mickelson just Paul, comes to y- mind y- first. Okay, I'll get one. Paul Pierce. Paul, Paul Pierce. Pierce's arms yeah. are unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. You're, you're, okay, you're an athlete and you're a black guy. You should be fucking chiseled. He should be ripped. I, I think actually, he doesn't even have white guy arms. No. He has like middle aged accountant. He, he's How does he 60 do? Year old, he's got sixty year old arms. Yeah. I think Peyton Manning's body's weird. He's still got that little pot belly. belly the way he walks and he kind yeah, of he, he has, he has he's got si- a pot belly. You ever see Peyton Manning without his pads? He's got that gut. Yeah, he's got sitting on a tractor body. Um, Phil Mickelson definitely. Phil Mick- he's been better though lately. He's, he's, he's but he was all too golfers. Like I told you, the golf is not a fucking sport. It's a skill. It's, 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 it's a skill, too. The amount of guys I know that suck at real sports, like there's somebody trying to prevent you from scoring and you have to, like, be able to throw and catch or whatever, skate, stick handle. Yeah. They absolutely suck. But then you put them out on a golf course and they can hit it straight because it's like this this, this mechanics. It's just a mechanical thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's all like, dude, it's you against yourself. It's not, it's not dude. It's it's like it's like <laughs> pool. But pool, you're also playing somebody. I don't know. Bowling. But, but goalie, golf, goalie. Golf, you're also playing somebody. Yeah, bowling. Bowling, pool, golf, they're, they're, they're tier two sports, I would say. Although, pool is cool as hell. What do you think about NASCAR? You never see a fat fuck driving a car around 200 miles uh, Once again. Once again, though. Uh, yeah, well, you've got to be in shape for that. Uh, unless you can drive like a van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's not one fat NASCAR driver, really. Yeah, but that just means they're in shape. You know what I mean? Uh, look at everybody in China. They're, everybody in China is fucking in, in ridiculously good shape compared to this country. That doesn't mean they can all catch a ball. Right. You're just saying right. somebody's in shape. You know, they're eating well. But no, but the, but I, I, once again, you think it's a I have a friend of mine, same thing. Can't catch, can't throw. Throws like a fucking girl. Anything with wheels, forget about it. The guy becomes, he's, he's one with it. Yeah. Drives like a maniac. He had a BMW 5 Series, and he took me out on the highway, dude. And I swear to God, I almost fucking threw up. It was like <laughs> I was in an F-16. I had my foot up on the dashboard going, dude, 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 I got it. I got That's it. So, and he's just sitting there laughing at me. And then you get him out on the court, or you throw a ball at him. I swear to God, it's like a toddler. Like Those guys that go fast like that, man, that's so funny that you were going, dude, dude. One time I was in college, 
and we were driving, and me and my friend was raining, and my friend's trying to show off, and me and my other friend didn't want to look like, you know, we don't look like pussies. Right. But we got genuinely scared, and like, I don't know, and the dude was just going, and, all, and the rain's coming down. Oh, yeah. And all no, me and my it. friend were doing, we're dead. we go, dude, dude, it's not worth it. Like, we, yeah, we were just trying it. to Slow say down. things. So, yeah, trying we to be calm. Yeah, trying to be calm. Like, no, dude, listen, I think there's a cop. There's a cop up there, but those guys that get that, those are like those motorcycle guys that need that speed. They they fucking that that's scary shit to yeah, me. Yeah, that's like, that's one of those. Yeah, you're going so fast, you're gonna be like, that's I'm, why I like I'm gonna, dance, Bill. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're gonna wake up ejected from the car if you if you're lucky. You're gonna fucking wake up. It's brutal. It's fucking garbage. It's a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> Verzi's got me addicted to Florentine's podcast, and now Verzi does like he does a pretty good Florentine. The Florentine is the funniest motherfucker ever. Listen to, to just Florentine complain about, about anything. Oh my god! That yeah, robot, that about, robot. Right? You fucking kidding me? Fucking it's garbage. garbage. <laughs> fucking joke. Fucking <laughs> 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 like Fox News robot. Fucking. Dude, you got that like, robot? The way he goes like up, <laughs> or he like drags the word out. It's fucking fucking halftime. It's fucking. That's really good, man. <laughs> Uh, um, he's fucking funny, man. Listen to that guy complain. Really, really, like we never seen a beautiful woman before. Fucking guy, Bud Light commercial, fucking ridiculous. Um, all right, uh, what do we got here? This is uh, okay. Sunglasses. There's some really uh, some weird ones this week. People like this guy says, uh, "Hey, Bill, I need I need uh, my my listeners sending like questions and shit, and I read it just to let you know." Billiam, I need to ask you a very important question. My wife makes fun of my choice of sunglasses. She thinks they're not hip enough. Um, I told her I was wearing brown tinted sunburst aviators since college before the whole aviator hype. Is there aviator hype? <laughs> I, I don't even remember. Even top Gun like, came like, out. Yeah, I was going to say, back then, those people who... <laughs> yeah, 1980s. Yeah, who wanted to be like Tom Cruise. You know my neighbor when I was growing up? Any movie that Tom Cruise was in, he got into that, like whatever it was. Like uh, Top Gun, he joined like the fucking uh, – <laughs> No. He, no, he joined like the the, the the Air Force Reserves. No. He alligator armed it. He joined that and then um, – Days of Thunder, he started racing cars. No, cocktail, he became like a bartender. His rich dad <laughs> got him out of the fucking the uh, fuck reserves. Are you serious? Yeah, he started getting into that. What else did he do? There was like three things. So it kind of became this running joke, like whatever fucking Tom Cruise movie was coming out. And then eventually he moved out to L.A. Finally, just, just well, why don't I just be a fucking actor? You know, <laughs> so I don't have to actually join the fucking Air Force. <laughs> That's uh, don't know whatever happened to him. So anyway, aviator glasses, which were, yeah, the Tom Cruise fan slash date rapist. Remember that fucking kid? I was talking about him. Do you remember that kid who he had the rough sex with the girl in, the, in Central Park and she died? No. You're too young for that. Yeah, this guy. What? He, yeah, this fucking psycho. No, he killed her. He tried to. He tried to. He tried to say that they that she wanted rough sex. It was consensual, and it, it, I don't know what it, it. It he accidentally killed her or whatever. That puts I mean, a whole other meaning to the word killing it. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ, Paul. <laughs> How you Jesus. doing with the ladies? Oh, uh, killing it. <laughs> crushed it. <laughs> fucking crushed it. Um. So. <laughs> Anyways, dude, that's fucking brutal. So anyway, but this guy, you know what? It actually made me mad when he got out of prison. Not only that, that, that he got out of – on two levels it made me mad. First of all, the guy got out of prison. But uh, the idiots on the news going off on the guy were saying – because when he got out, he wasn't on parole because he did all his time because he didn't get time off for good behavior because they were just like – you know, he had fights in prison. He was selling drugs and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. All the all that that says in there is he didn't get raped. He did what he had to do in there to survive. So on some level, yeah, you have to respect that. 
Because that's that's the big fear as a guy. Wait, did he rape the girl? Or it was just rough sex? I don't know what he did. I don't know what that's happened. That's such a big difference, though. Well, I don't know if he went like Ron Artest, like it was going good and he was excited and then he fucking elbowed her. <laughs> Why are we joking about this? He just dunked and then he fucking started <laughs> pounding his chest. Yeah, and then they didn't show the replay because it was a home game. Um, <laughs> no, he, he fucking, uh, so, I don't know. Okay, so how long did he do? They let him out of jail. Yeah, he did like all 15 or 16 years because they couldn't get him on murder because he said it was like, I, I know like on, on rape trials, like they, what they always do, like the, the hardest thing to get him on is when they say it was consensual. So then all DNA is out the fucking window. Then you have to like, it's 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 the worst fucking thing. If if somebody does that to a woman, they they should be honestly. They should they should just they should have like a flamethrower, and they should just have it pointed at the defendant. And Jerry, would you like to read the verdict? <laughs> On the count of uh, rape, we find him guilty in the first degree. And just <laughs> just light him on fire right in front of the family. Yeah, yeah. Right in front, of, right in front of the family. That that's how I would run it. The same same thing with uh, child molesters. Oh, that's the worst. Child molesters. That's it. Child molesters. I would actually have them get chased by rabid dogs first, and then, <laughs> dude, this Sandusky yeah. guy and, better and, get fucking. This Sandusky guy should get fucking drawn and quartered in the courtroom. Oh, Just yeah. put his fucking body parts in uh, a bag. He should be it. underneath an oil tanker, and then they should drive it to fucking. Uh, is that a, do you that's drive the, a boat? That's drive the it most to like fucking uh, man that's walking this earth. He's a that's what I would do with that guy. Dude. What I would do with that guy, well, I would go into shark infested waters and I would give him a bunch of paper cuts and I'd tie him to the front of a boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I never heard of like that. That's, that's a good one, man. Well, just Paul, bait. you got to understand when, when you do something like that to somebody, you didn't just, you, you ended that kid's life. And then you affected generations of people because who they're going to marry, how they're going to treat the person they marry, how they're going to treat their kids, and then the, the treatment of the kids, how they're going to act in society, society it just it, it creates – it's like that, that little Confucius thing when you drop the pebble in the still pond and the ripples just go like that. So you got a little poetic on you. It's, it's <laughs> like that. No, see, that's what I say. Time to the front of a boat, paper cuts, shark-infested waters, and that's, that's it. And you know what's awesome. funny? And this is the thing about it. You, that's funny. That would be awesome. Um, and it, it still won't stop them. It still won't stop it from happening. But you should just you should start weeding them out. That's a sick, like that's a sickness, man. From young, that's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Like to, to to that's just a uh, and it ruins the lives of of everybody. For, but but the kid forever. Yeah, it's over. Why that's are you true. saying what I just said, Paul? What? Oh, did you say it? I'm sorry. Yeah, you won't even listen. A typical no, comedian. Just, no, you were no, thinking no. about what you were no, going to say. That's literally about, exactly no. what I just said. No, I was thinking about the um. I was thinking about him actually like hitting the thing like a buoy. Oh, that's right. You you got you got that you got that weird fucking shit where you you every once in a while you you think about doing crazy Horrible stuff, right? Sometimes, yeah. I always get nervous about admitting this type of stuff. Like someday, if you're like on trial, like you know, I'm gonna get put in contempt of court because I'd still never rat you out. But it'd be like, what are you talking about? You guys talked about this on the podcast. What are you kidding me? It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like <a> garbage. <laughs> What's, what's what's the last fucked up thought you had? Um, well, it's, it's it's tough, man, because like when my son was born, I would think about I loved him so much. So when I would hold him, all you'd think about was what if I what if I hurt? I have the power to hurt him, but you love him so much, and it freaked me out. And now my daughter's coming Monday, you know, right? And and I'm just kind of like I just all you want to do is block it out. And the more you try to block it out, bad things happen. But no, I you know I'll, I'll sit down with somebody and talk. What do you mean somebody. the more you try to block it out, like bad things happen? The more the more the more you, the more you think the, the, the more fucked up thoughts. You try to block it out and say, man, I'm, I don't want to think about that because it's crazy and fucked up. What happens is it it, it just magnifies and it multiplies. Oh, in your thoughts. head. 
in your head, and it keeps going. So no. what are you like stoically walking with your kid towards your wife and just hand it off to her? No, no, no. I, I just have to keep <laughs> telling myself that you would never do it, but it's fucked up. Like it's painful, but I've been dealing with it for so So it's long. more like a fear. You have like a fear like, oh, my God, what if I did this? It's not like a, obviously an urge. Yeah, no, no, no. It's actually like, – it's an it's a urge that you won't act on, it's, but you're not going to do it. You know, but it, it's a fear and an urge, and, and it's so Verzi has inexplicably one of the smartest kids I've ever seen. The kid is 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 ridiculously smart. Yeah, and when I hang out with you, Paul, I just think like you must have married <laughs> one of the smartest women on the planet because that kid is no, a but genius. Like, I, I've been I've been sitting with somebody and really thinking about if I just would take a vase and fucking smash it over their face. And, and but and the funny thing is, you just sometimes you just have to like smile and laugh, and you can never tell the person what you're thinking. But it's OCD. It's what it is. Do you know what I actually woke up thinking today, and I was just laughing my ass off. I was thinking about. What if you just you videotaped a game called Shut Your Goddamn Mouth? And your the thing was you just <laughs> you and a friend walk around and you just randomly scream that at strangers who are having a conversation. And the first guy that gets somebody mad enough to hit him, you can't hit him back. The first guy that gets them mad enough to hit him wins whatever. And I was just picturing all the different scenarios and just the amount of people who don't fight, and the amount of people who have too much to lose, or afraid the of amount of people who would be would be like startled. Yeah. And then you get like the whole like race thing going on. Where like as a white guy, you think if I ran up to a black guy and did that, that's automatically he's going to beat the shit out of me. But like, there's something about when you do that to somebody black as a white person, they think like, well, he knows I'm going to kick the shit out of him. He's got to be, be crazy. crazy. Yeah. And then I think people just think that in general. Because I remember one time, long time ago, I was on a subway. I was on a subway. Uh, I was on the downtown six. And this fucking white dude, junkie, gets on. I don't know what this guy was on, but he was in the beginnings of being a junkie because his clothes were still nice, but he was clearly fucked up. And he was dropping the N-word, singing this song. He was hammered out of his, uh, whatever, he's high out of his mind. And he gets on the subway and he was, he was singing this song going, going, I'm a crazy N-word. Yes, I am. I'm a crazy N-word. Doing the best I can. And then we go, woo! <laughs> he would punch the side of the train, right? Inside the train. So all the white people immediately, we're looking at all the black people going like, oh, here it comes. Here comes the beat down. How can I position myself so they know I'm not with him? <laughs> that I don't condone that, any of that shit. And he just kept fucking doing it. And I saw on their faces the look of what the fuck did he just say? And then going like, oh, that guy's crazy. And then... Then the, then the social awkwardness of them knowing that we're thinking, wait, I right. thought that was an automatic fucking beatdown. That's, I, I, that's when I first learned about crazy was when I first moved to New York. So what was the game? The game that you thought shut your shut – your- so, so it's called shut your goddamn mouth. And that's – you just <laughs> – I for some reason, I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning and I just was fucking – just the first thing I thought of and I just started laughing my ass off. And Nia came out of the bathroom, and she saw the bed shaking like I was under the covers just laughing, <laughs> laying on my side. She probably thought I was jerking off or something. She was like, what are you doing? And I just started – I was like crying, laughing, going, I got a great idea for a game. It's called Shut Your Goddamn Mouth. Oh, and she just starts laughing, going <laughs> – I would love to watch that. Oh, yeah. Either that or hey. Just people like talking. You just walk in and go, hey! As loud as you can. You're quiet. You know, I had and you whisper the, like a psycho. <laughs> back in the day, I had a game idea called Reactions, and it was just real. 
everything was counted up, but you would just go to the counter at a supermarket and you would just say the fucking craziest thing with a dead straight face and just see how people react. And you know what's or funny? Like, like you, that, like, now we're actually pitching a TV show. I mean, that's sort of like Jackass meets uh, the beginning of, uh, what, what's, what's, what's that, <laughs> what's, what's, what's that movie where, where, the, where they fought? Patrice says it was white people's Scarface. What's the one with the soap? Fight Club. Oh, oh, Fight Club. Fight Club. Yeah, it was hilarious. Patrice, he said on Opie and Anthony that that was white people's Scarface because <laughs> he's watched it a zillion times and cannot understand the connection. Uh, and I'm not one of those white people that connects to that movie. I watched I saw it one time. I watched it. I liked it. I thought it was a little I, – I thought it was okay, but everybody that like, loves it. You know it, what I didn't like? I, does, doesn't Meatloaf take his shirt off at some point in the movie? And he looks like – I could never see that no, again. That's, that was, yeah. was that to balance out how shredded – Brad Pitt was, you know what I mean? That movie was fucking weird, and I didn't understand when the guy died, when he put the gun in his mouth at the end and shot himself, it was supposed to kill the one personality, but he put a gun in his mouth and pulled the trigger. Well, he so. was crazy, right? I don't even remember that part. I just remember when he, when he beat up the one kid saying, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, wreck something beautiful. Like, that, that just made me, that, that was like that, that same thing, going out for somebody's ACL for no fucking reason. Uh. I, didn't, I didn't stand by that movie. No, no, me neither. I didn't. Um, anyways, all right, cartoons. Dear Bill, this isn't... Oh, we didn't ask the fucking guy's question here. We were talking about aviators. He said, what's the breakdown of douchey sunglasses versus acceptable, versus acceptable ones? What kind of sunglasses do you wear, and does Nia have any say in the matter? I imagine you wear very non-threatening, low-profile shades. I can't tell if that's an insult or if he's... It sounds like an insult, right? Um... No, I don't think it's an insult. I think this guy genuinely wants to know uh, what he could wear to make his girl stop trashing him. Well, this is what you have to do. First of all, depending on where you are in your relationship, is, is if you feel secure in your relationship, maybe she's just doing you a solid and telling you that you look like a douche. But if she's always telling you everything, what to do, then you have to continue wearing those glasses and you have to wear them over to her mother's house. Defiance. Yes, and, and wear them into the house and don't take them off when her mom's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a buddy, a buddy of mine, right? Dude, women though, women just. I just want me to say something real quick. Oh God, more women trashing. I was no, hoping no, you're going to no, be nice to them. Like, it's just like, could you like a guy's really thinking about it, and this happens all the time. This guy's got a genuine concern here, but like, for like, I've heard of guys going, "Yeah, my girl just looked over at me and looked at that shirt and goes, ugh, it's such a turn off. Take it off." And I want to be. It, it's in my mind. I'm just like, I want to be like, dude, shut the. F- are you out of yeah, your mind? Yeah, but those guys, those guys deserve it. They fucking deserve it, Paul. If you if you let the woman in your life talk to you like that, well, they, they, they fucking deserve it. The same way a woman deserves no, it. If, if, if their guy, guy is a fucking asshole, minus them beating the shit out of you. But I got to – yeah, minus them beating the shit out of you. But like, the if, guy, if they beat you up, then that's just complete bullshit. No, but if they're walking around of being course. a fucking asshole, disrespecting you, that, that's on you. Okay? Break her, up with them. But what if the guy says to her, shut, you, shut up. You know, I'm wearing the shirt. Shut up. Yeah. Is he a dick? No. Right. But then it's like, oh my god, don't tell That's a total to turn up to disgust me. Take that off. Just flip it around. What if you ever said that to your girl? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's disgusting. It makes you look fat. Come on. You'd never do that. <laughs> no. Even if you said that disgust me, that would be it. Listen, here's my answer. They would to your- pout through the fucking dessert that night at the meal. Well, here's my answer to your to your uh, your listener's question here. If you like them, dude, and you look in the mirror and you go, you know something, I like the I like the glare. I like if it's orange tint or whatever. You like it, fucking wear it. Paul, you know something? That's why you and your wife are so comfortable to hang around. Because how many times you guys tell each other go fuck yourself? You say go fuck yourself, right? You do that, right? Like no, we'll just be like, hey, you know something, shut, like yeah, yeah, like, shut not, up, not in a, but right in a loving way, like a, yeah, but you have to, you have to keep, you got to keep them off you. The same way she has to keep you off, or you know, if she didn't keep you in check, you'd golf fucking <laughs> nine times a week, right? right. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. 
There's a fine line in what's like, you know, yes, exactly. Dude, I had a buddy of mine, right? He fucking, we went fishing, right? We were done fishing. Uh, you know, we drank a bunch of booze or whatever. We were smoking cigars and his wife pulls up and, you know, they told their kid about the dangers of smoking, right? So the kid starts fucking crying and blah, and there's all this big fucking thing. And the kid, the guy was literally in the doghouse. And I guess maybe because the kid was crying, I kind of saw her point. But he's one of those fucking guys. I, I, I wanted to say to him, like, dude, you know what really helped your relationship? Next time you drop your kid off in the car, take out a big fat fucking Cuban and just light it up. Yeah. And I got, what are you doing? I'm smoking a cigar because I enjoy it. When I come home, I'm going to watch a game. And I'm smoking this fucking cigar. And when she says why, you say because you can go fuck yourself. And that, and I'm telling you. It's a little blunt. You can you can round off yeah, the edges. Wanna, yeah, you yeah. might not want to. Yeah, you might not want to say you could go fuck yourself. But I'm just but saying can, that would help your relationship. Happy. It's like that movie. Remember the movie there with uh, Kevin Spacey when she comes home. What is that in the driveway? He's like, that is a 1969 Firebird, and he just. I went out and bought it because I wanted it. Go fuck yourself. And like, and you saw the look on her face. There was a shift for the better in that relationship. But doesn't he die in the end? Doesn't he get killed? Oh, I don't know. Was that was that? Uh, that was a weird one. He wanted to fuck that twelve-year-old. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Fuck that movie. Sitting there with rose petals falling all over him. Um. So we're saying, you know what? You wear the you wear the goddamn sunglasses you want to, sir. That's right. Jesus, we're an hour in. We got to blow through this here. Cartoons, dear Bill. This isn't so much a request for for advice, but an offer of one. Everyone needs to watch more cartoons. The old school one for kids, Looney Tunes, etc. I used to be a nice guy. Then I started watching MTV and thinking I was too cool for cartoons. Recently, I watched my son watch cartoons as I realized, and I realized he's in a great mood because of it. When I changed the channel, he got mad. But here's the catch. So did I. When I changed the channel to news, sports, or even a show like Breaking Bad, hey, I'm on that show. He said, I get mad. Something's Something gets my adrenaline going. Oh, you get like all amped up. This guy, a lot of, little, lot of meta world peace going on here. I always say meadow, like meadow lark, meta like meta lark. Um, meta. Is it me or can I watch a little yellow bird talk like a wise ass? Oh, is it me or can watching a yellow, little yellow bird talk like a wise ass help with blood pressure situations? <laughs> dude, if it works for you, absolutely. I went to the gun range the other day, right? Squeezed off a few fucking rounds, dude. I can't. It was so, such a stress reliever. Really? It's phenomenal. I don't, I, it's inexplicable. You would think that if you were doing something like that and the violence associated with it, that you would be like, uh, well, I guess you hit a heavy bag, you feel Dude, better. Can we do that? Can we do that? Yeah. You know really? what's weird is you have to go over there with somebody else out here because somebody uh, went in there and said, hey, can I have a gun? All right, thanks a lot. And they fucking blew their brains out. No. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, but how would you stop me? That's I got a loaded gun. Get away from me. Then I just fucking put it to my head. I think they just don't want the responsibility. Um, I don't even know if that's true. Somebody just told me that. That's one of those classic things at a bar somebody told me. Um, <laughs> all right, Paul, you know what a kegerator is? A ke- yes. A kegerator. All right, yes. here's a guy. All right, first things first. Hey, did you hype any shows you have coming up? Uh, no, not yet. Yeah, what do you have coming up before I get through all this bullshit? Oh, okay. Where are you going to be, Paul? Uh, you could check me out. I'm going to be at uh, Wise Guys Comedy Club in Syracuse, New York, May 10th through the 13th. And then I got a big one at the beautiful new Levity Live Comedy Club in West Nyack, New York. I'm headlining. It's my night. It's a Thursday night. Tickets are already selling. It's in my neck of the woods, so please come out. And uh, and is that the one with the sign incorporated Di Stefano? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. That's going to be the new one coming the out new in, one. in New York. Did I just ruin yeah. the no, surprise? No, 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 no. The new one. That's, that's the new one that I'll definitely announce that one. But Levity Live is the new one that uh, Mazzilli, the, the, All right. the owners and of Gotham. And Paul Verzi has my uh, stamp of approval. 
All right. Uh, thank you. And also, sorry. I'm Bill just, Burr, and I support this comedian. And uh, uh, Twitter, at Paul Verzi. Jesus thank Christ. You. Okay. Good uh, Social Lord. Security number. I know. You fucking whoring yourself out here. Sorry. All right. Kegerator. First thing first. I'm over 21 years of age, so no worries about giving advice to, to a minor. Recently, my wife approached me and asked why we don't have a kegerator. Huh? He's got a good one here. Yeah. He goes, needless to say, within minutes of that statement, we now are the proud owners of a new kegerator. And seeing as how I've been married for eight years, and this is the first time she's ever given approval for a purchase prior to me buying it, I'm pretty excited about this. How do guys get themselves in that situation? Unless she's making all the money and you got to go to her for cash, right? Yeah, I mean, she seems cool unless she's got a drinking problem, but that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Anyways, however, I really need some advice as to what kind of beer I should keep it stocked with. Choosing the right beer is key to the process. I'm afraid if I buy something like Amstel Light, all my friends will know my wife wears the pants in the family. That's hilarious because he gets the calorie, less calories here. Um, if I buy a stronger, thicker, more manly beer like Newcastle or Guinness, I may also have to buy a wheelbarrow to wheel my friends out of the basement on weekends, and I really don't need that level of responsibility. I can't do anything like Miller Lite or Coors, Coors Light because I might as well hook the tap up to the faucet. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. I said that a long time ago, that Coors Light, that's like vitamin water for alcoholics. <laughs> like all my friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, I'm on the wagon. I'm on the wagon. You're like, dude, you're fucking drinking. Yeah, it's Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> um, I narrowed it down to Dos Equis or Labatt Blue. The only thing with Labatt Blue would be if any French Canadians find out I'm fucked because you know <laughs> those bastards would be knocking on my door seven days a week. Uh, what do you think, Paul? If you had to get a kegerator. If, if you had to get a kegerator. It sounds like this guy doesn't want to go domestic, uh, but he also doesn't want to go really fattening. Sam? Killians? Sam Adams? Yeah, uh, Sam, Sam maybe, maybe a nice pale ale. I would go. Uh, I would go. I would just go classic. It's a keg. It's a fucking keg. That's I would go Budweiser. Isn't that such a weird thing for your wife to just purchase? Like to be like, yeah, you know what? I got the, like that's that's pretty fucking cool. That's beyond cool. That's weird almost. Like yeah. if Stacy came home, I would just be, yeah, I got this big wine rack. I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> she starts doing like. Little kegerator <laughs> headstands, you know, like you know, like, you know, they do that. They have girl push-ups. She yeah. does like the girl version. <laughs> what <laughs> fucking beer, keg stand? What beer would you put in there? I get a, I get Budweiser because that's like a classic. Like, Budweiser like who, who's going to come home, dude? What are you going to come home like Norm on Cheers? And you're just going to start pouring yourself a big mug of beer. You're going to be a tub of shit. So <laughs> I figured the only time you're really going to be pouring like that is if you have guys over for the game. Budweiser is a nice middle of the road that everybody's going to like. You drink Bud at the game. Yeah, it's not it's not one of the but light don't you beers feel like shit now. Like now that I'm like, you know, 33 years old and stuff. So my metabolism is obviously slowing down. But I got to be honest with you, man. When I drink three beers, I feel like a fucking fat bloated. I could yeah. feel my tits getting bigger. Yeah, I could. Feel You're about my... ready to enter enter your whiskey and scotch years. Yeah, I think That's so. What you do. You I get... think so, because beer just gives me that bloat. And then you get tired. Whiskey. If I drink a whiskey on yeah. the rocks now, which is kind of dangerous, uh, uh, I'm getting too whiskey, good. yeah, yeah, scotch. That's like a uh, a vaporizer for alcoholics. Like you know, vaporizer. You have like vaporizer if you're going to smoke weed is is the way to do it. I would think because it it filters out everything except the shit that gets you high. You take a hit off it. It it you, you, there's no burning sensation. It, it it's it's like a mist. And I swear to right. God, if you get high with with a vaporizer. Versus drinking three or four beers, like just the fatty tissue you're going to build on your liver. Like I would think that a vaporizer is – I mean obviously no research here because I'm an idiot. But I, I just by looking at it, that's arguably the healthiest way to get fucked up. You know what I mean? What's the most healthy to drink? What's more healthy? 
I have no idea. For fat. Well, so I would say for, for not being fat. Look, if you if you get like a, uh, you just drink hard stuff, and you drink it on the rocks, or you just drink it neat. And uh, what people get fucked up is, is you know, they, they drink like Jack and Cokes. You're drinking sodas all night. Um, See, I don't know all those fucking like alcoholic words like neat. I would just be okay, like, give neat. it to me regular. Yeah, neat is uh, no no ice. That's just straight. Okay. And then rocks is obviously with some ice. But you don't want to mix it with anything like, you know, I guess, you know, twist the lime. The older you get, you just you just want to go right to the fucking, you get right to the, the point. The older you get. It's like how old, old people fight. If they're going to fight, they're not going to sit there and try and, you know, who used to do that bit? Like Richard Pryor or somebody. They're not going to look cool. They're going to immediately try to blow out your knee and just end the shit. They'll kick you in the balls. They don't give a fuck. That's the way old people drink. Like I've heard somebody tell was a bartender said, when somebody comes in, if they order a beer, I think, okay, this guy could be a problem. But if somebody just comes in and they order like a whiskey or whatever, and, and then it's just sitting there, you know, and they know how they want to drink, like this guy's a pro. He can handle right. himself. This guy's a rookie. Yeah, it's yeah. Get ugly. Oh yeah, yeah, he's coming in. Let me get uh, you know, give me get a shot of Zambuca. A couple. Yeah, you guys want to do shots? You want to round up uh, shots? Uh, Th- those guys. Yeah, that's gonna be. Let it's me like get a, a car com- bomb. As soon yeah. as you start. <laughs> Dude, is a car bomb the dumbest thing? The I, Irish car bomb. It's cool because what it is makes it? You thing. drop amaretto into a beer. Ah, what, uh, what is a? Sh- it's it's a isn't it? It's a Guinness and a, and it's a shot of no, not a Guinness. It's uh maybe a, there's a bunch oh, of alcohol. Sh- no, right I'm not now. gonna lie to you. The end of this podcast got me thirsty. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I'm ready to drink. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, we're, we're boozing after this. Um, yeah, so sir, I would go with but okay. So he says Dos Equis or Labatt Blue. You know what I would do? I wouldn't do Dos Equis just because the most interesting man in the world is a little overhyped. I go Labatt Blue. I think that's cool. I have I can't remember what Labatt Blue tastes like. It's Canadian, right? Yeah. But does it have the extra alcohol? No, when it, once it comes no. in, once it comes into it's this like the country, Molson it doesn't. Triple X has the extra alcohol. Is Dos Equis good? I heard Dos Equis no, wait, is good. No, dude, that's another reason to fucking get into hockey. When you go up to Canada, when you drink their beer, it's, it has twice the alcohol content. You know what the funny thing tremendous. about Canadians are? Other than they're the peaceful fact they say, and neutral. Hey. they're peaceful and neutral with everything, but their sport is fucking barbaric, and they drink like fucking maniacs. They do, and they're not peaceful either. They're not. That's just Michael Moore's version of what they are because it worked for his documentary dude they lost a hockey game and they burned down their city talk about an unacceptable okay? face exactly michael moore is on the head of that i got i got i got fucking two words for canada grow up all right here's another two act your fucking age <laughs> i'll be in edmonton at the uh no i'm kidding all right here's here's another one one of the last ones here do jesus Bill, I'm a 23-year-old guy from the Netherlands. I'm a long-time listener and always look forward to listening to your podcast. Uh, I always have a blast listening to your podcast. He said listening three times, but I'm not giving him shit because this is a second language. So this is very impressive to me. Um, But every time you talk about religion, I start cringing. I don't mind a Jesus joke or two, but this time it felt really personal and angry. Well, I'm an angry guy, dude. I could talk about ice cream and you'd be like, Jesus, somebody get him another one. Um, I might be exaggerating since uh, you had a hangover last week, that week. Oh, Anyways, last week you gave an illustration about why beings from another dimension would be interested in us, which made me think, uh, which made me think, well, I'll play along with your illustration and explain why a powerful, intelligent being from another dimension would be interested in us and in you. He's trying to explain to me why he thinks God exists. Uh, yeah, first of all, do you, you, are you a believer? I believe. Yeah, I believe. Put that microphone something. down and get the fuck out of I, here. I, I believe in something. Yeah, I'm not friends with you anymore. <laughs> I thought you were intelligent. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, I respect the fact. You believe in something, too. Fuck yourself. Uh, 
Well, first of all, this, this, being, this being, God, made our universe, made our universe, also our dimensions. Either you believe that or not. Uh, so it would make total sense for him to be interested in us. You see what he just did there? He said, well, first of all, God made everything. Either you believe it or not. All right. And then he goes, so that makes total sense for him to be interested in us. Like he just proved that he exists. <laughs> There's a Grand Canyon in between what the fuck you started saying and then the logic you just came to. Anyways, he says the Bible speaks that God made the earth in a living space in seven days. The planet itself already existed. Or excited? I can't read what he wrote here. God simply made it into... Oh, it already existed. God simply made it into a living place for us humans. When translated to Hebrew, seven days doesn't literally mean a t- of 24 hours, but periods that could have lasted thousands of years. Oh, so now it totally makes sense that this invisible being that nobody's seen could have made this. Once you, know, you say thousands of years... You know, you know what's crazy about this, too? It's like... Um, well, this comedian Willie Barceno was telling me that he went to perform for the troops, and he said they had a tent of Bibles, right, for all uh-huh. the different... And he said it totally put into perspective what, you know, religion, because he went into the tent and he said you couldn't even count the amount of Bibles. The amount of different Bibles for different soldiers, for different beliefs is so much. And my older brother made a good point. My older brother goes, what's wrong with people just saying you don't know? Yeah, why can't you just say that? Why can't you just say, listen, I believe in something. And I'll tell you. It's it's the fear of dying. I I believe in higher power. It's the fear of dying. It's a fear of dying, and then they yeah, also have to. But is it just the fear of dying? But they also have to. Then it's also control. They have to keep you. They have to. In a way, it's good because if there wasn't this fear of eternal damnation, you know, just you know, rape, pillage, and all kinds of shit could be going down. Like the, you have to keep human beings like under control, so we don't we so we don't act like a bunch of fucking savages. But because we wouldn't, though. We wouldn't act like a bunch of savages. Paul, you are three days without food and water away from fucking eating my foot right now. I'm telling you, okay? The only reason why we're civilized, you know, it's like, it's like when you're, you're the fan of a team that wins a bunch of championships. And, you, of course, you're going to go to the stadium and be classy. Your team's winning, all right? But all of a sudden, your team starts losing. That's when you decide whether you got class or not, you know? You start littering the field with shit. So what do you believe in, Bill? Do you believe in God? Well, let me finish what's, what's going on here. Um, I, I believe in I don't know what the fuck happens, and everybody finds out what happens when you die. So don't fucking be telling me definitively what's going, what, what happens when you die. If you do that, you automatically lose points with me because you don't – because it's, it's written down by guys. I mean, come on, enough already. And stop getting mad at people because their version of it is – like the, people make the mistake that I'm mad at people – because they believe this stuff. I don't. What I don't like is that they fucking the, – the, all the murder and all the shit that, that comes out of it. And this, this whole – like uh, like uh, every, everybody, like, like Jewish people with the whole we're the chosen ones. Right. It's like why, why would you have that fucking written in? Don't they have that in there? I don't even know. Like every, every fucking group or like Baptist – we, you know, you're going to go to hell because you don't fucking spend 20 hours in church. I'm getting in trouble by every fucking group here. Catholics think they're the chosen one. Every fucking group yeah. says, you know, God loves everybody, created all of us, but he loves us the best. It's like you're trying to be the favorite son. It's fucking right. childish. And it's that thought right there. Well, it's arrogant, too. Yeah, it's that, yeah, that he gives a fuck. Yeah. Look, if there's a higher power, why would he make sociopaths? Just to keep it interesting? You know? <laughs> Just to do yeah. it. That's that's it's like the wildcat offense when you just throw the fucking uh, <laughs> throw that sociopath in there. So, anyways, he goes, "Yes, Bill, it's true that you didn't ask Jesus to die for your sin, 
But just like God, he was interested in the human race and wanted to save them from death and sin. And yes, that includes you. Also, I understand you have a beef with religion since those responsible seem to guide people with God's words and become greedy and perverted pigs. And in no way should they carry God's name. Make fun of them all you want, but please leave Jesus himself out of this. All he wanted to do was help the human race. I actually think he's right about that. What did Jesus do? He was just some hippie walking around. Hey, man, like, you know, can't we all get along? He's right. So I'll just attack religions from here on out. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know much about the Bible. Did I read the sports page? I can't get through it. He said it under you. I can't even read it. You know what's a good one, though? It's Solomon. Just those, those quotes. The guy was like the John Wooden of then. He just, he just Look, says, you know, wisdom, this, this is good yeah. shit. I refuse. There's nobody mad at me. Okay? Other than me. <laughs> okay? I'm mad at myself. Nia gets mad at me. But God doesn't care. Somebody told me, is my son baptized? And I said, no, we're going to do a double when my daughter's born. And they go, you got to get your son baptized because, you know, you want him to go to, like. And it just kind of, they assume that, like, my beautiful, oh, intelligent yeah, yeah, son. Yeah. And God would throw him into is, a pit is, of fire. Yeah, like, it's like, I just, that is the most fucking, and look, and I look. And who at came son. up with that? Who came up with, the fucking church goes, if you don't get this kid fucking zombified in with what we're doing, then they're going to take this beautiful boy and throw him into a <laughs> like, I just burning looked, pit of hell forever. I just, I just looked at my son going, and, and I want to get some Swedish fish. And yeah. I'm just like, and this kid, yeah. this fucking beautiful little boy, is it because he didn't get baptized? It's like, it's no. such. So, so, no, no. It's, and then they want money, dude. And then these priests live in these houses. Listen, I don't want to yeah. sit here and trash. Listen, and, I, and I'll say this now. I believe in something. I believe in a higher power. And I believe in a God. And I believe it, you know. I just, believe that there's something that you cannot explain. But to definitively say that this is what it is and you're wrong and crazy, I find arrogant. I find ridiculous, and to, to even insinuate the fact that my son may not go to heaven because we didn't do anything yet. So right. because of me and my wife being lazy, or, or yeah. maybe la- that's ridiculous. I don't need to and go. We lazy I don't need to go and do a house of worship. They hijacked what's in me. That's what I don't like. Because if I do something good, I feel good. If I do something bad, I feel bad. And it's that feeling of doing the right thing. That's your connection to some sort of higher thing. And they hijack it and they flip it all around and they make this guy mad at me. And then his kid did something for me and got tortured for fucking days and days and days. from. And they just dump all this guilt on me. It's like, oh, fuck you. What are you, a fucking idiot? You sound like a guy who's trying to sell me some piece of shit car right now. You, I, I honestly, this is just my opinion that I feel that like you, you, you are fucking, you have... You're weak if you buy into that. That is the pimp game. That's the same thing you get. You get me in this insecure, I'm not worthy. Let me bow down. Let's make the ceilings as high as fucking hell and have these giant fucking doors that a goddamn parade of elephants could go through three, three high to right. just make me feel all small and insignificant. Yeah. And then you, you're going to stand up there as a fellow human being and sit there and talk down to me in your little fancy fucking Elvis robe. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. How, how old am I? And you know what? If you I'm, I'm not saying I'm a good person, and I'm not saying that if there's a bad place that you go to. I'm not even saying that I'm not going there. But I can tell you right now, all of my friends are going too, and I want to hang out with them. So I don't give a fuck. Actually, all my buddies dying recently like made me less afraid of dying because I know I'm going where they're going. So yeah, I, I don't want to not – what, am I not going to see them forever because they, they, they went to one less titty – I went to one less titty bar than they did. Right. And then I'm going to hang out with fucking Jesus going, you know, I did all that stuff for you. Why the fuck would I want to be there? Hey, buddy, go fuck yourself. Uh, oh, Jesus. Huh? Uh, all right. I'm just fucking around, sir, from the Netherlands. All right? You can love Jesus all you want. I don't have a problem with him because just like you, I never met him. 
And don't send me one next week. Well, maybe that's what you need to do. You need to meet him. You need to bring him into your life. No, dude, it's cultish. Right. It's Jesus, cultish. It is you know cultish, that? dude. What a fucking way to end this. Let's, let's end it on something po- uh, uh, positive. Okay. Uh, Paul, do you go to Amazon.com? Uh, I have. Jesus, Paul, you're the worst hype guy ever. Yeah, no. I, yeah, absolutely yeah. I do. Yeah, of course. I said I have. Let's start over again. Okay. Okay, take two. Paul Verzi. Paul Verzi acts like he's interested in this advertising. Take two. <laughs> hey, Paul, do you ever go to Amazon.com? Always. It's great, right? It's unbelievable. It, best website on, on, the, on, the, on the internet, right? Only place I shop. All right, well, here's something. Next time you go to Amazon.com, if you'd like to donate to my podcast, just make a little detour. Go to BillBird.com. You click on the podcast. On the right-hand side of the play page, I got a little uh, window. Is that what you call it? A little little uh, link. You click on it, a banner, Amazon.com. You go there. You don't have to do anything else after that. And if you buy anything, not saying you have to, if you buy anything, uh, uh, I get a kickback from whatever you buy, donates to the podcast, and then 10% of that I give to the Wounded Warriors. So you support me and you support the troops awesome. all at once. And what do you do? You bought yourself a Floby at the same time. You awesome. can't beat it. Can't beat you it. can't beat it. Paul Verzi That's supports this message. I All do. right. You know what? That's the podcast for this week. I'm going to be at the University of Concord in Concord, New Hampshire. There's limited tickets left. It is open to the public. Bring your ass down there. Uh, I'm building my new hour. Um, I don't believe I did my old hour. In New Hampshire? No, I didn't. I didn't. So it's going to be all new stuff. So get your ass out there and go see some live performances. And Paul Verzi, once again, where are you going to be in May? I will be at uh, Wise Guys Comedy Club in Syracuse, May 10 through 13. And the big one, Levity Live, May 17th in West Nyack, New York. There you go. There you go, guys. Go out and see some live comedy. That's it. Go fuck yourselves. Don't take any shit. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>